This is the Dorkside News Network, and this just in. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to the uh, Dorkside News Network, where today we have no news. I'm just kidding. We have lots of news. We're just going to save it for another show. This is a special show this week that we were... He's like, kidding, not kidding. Yeah, kidding, not kidding. This is a special show we wanted to do this week. It's, it seems pretty fun. Um, we're going to talk about reboots that are coming and and why they could either be good or they could be bad. And uh, so we just called this episode, Fuck It, Start Over. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to start with uh, Fuck It, Start Over on um, Pet Cemetery. So Pet Cemetery. So, do we want to introduce ourselves? No. I'm just kidding. No. Yes. Um, my name is James. I'm Richard. I'm Frankie. And this is the Dorkside News Network. And if you didn't know that already, uh, catch us on uh, Patreon, Dorkside Cookie. You can also watch this. Um, even plural, even. Yeah, Dorkside Cookies. Sorry. Uh, you can watch us on YouTube as well if you want to see me poking my eye and picking my nose and stuff. And uh, same, same website on YouTube. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all the things. Yeah. All of them. So I'm going to start with um, Pet Cemetery, And what I'm going to do is some people in this room, Frankie, haven't seen all these movies on this list, Frankie. I'm not calling you at all, Frankie. Um, but I'm going to read the synopsis for all these movies. I, I do think it's fair. I think it's fair because basically the reason why a lot of these movies are up for being redone is because we're at that point where... People 10 years younger than us. Haven't I haven't seen them. Haven't yeah. seen them. Yeah. Frankie. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we'll start with uh, Pet Cemetery. So Pet Cemetery is Lewis Creed, his wife, Rachel, and their two children, Gage and Ellie, move to a rural home where they are welcomed and enlightened about the eerie Pet Cemetery located nearby. After the tragedy, their cat, uh, after the tragedy of their cat being killed by a truck, Lewis resorts to burying it in the mysterious pet cemetery, which is definitely not as it seems, as it proves to the creeds that sometimes dead is better. So, basically, the gist of the movie is the dead come back to life, but pets. And, and the important part is people are in control of whether or not they bring things back from the dead. So, they bring their cat from the dead. Uh, get cat back from the dead using this Indian burial ground and the cat's like all kinds of like angry fucked up yeah and so they're <laughs> like man should I have done that and then their kid dies and they find out that somebody else's kid died and their kid that kid turned into like a uh, uh, you know a serial murderer or something like that so sometimes dead is better and uh, even if you miss someone you shouldn't even if you could bring them back maybe you shouldn't that's the concept of the book and Fucked. the movies. Uh, <laughs> so would you watch it? Yeah. It sounds, it, it, I mean, I've, it's a cool concept. Yeah. I, I like the idea and it's, I, it's Stephen King, right? I yeah. believe it's Stephen yeah, King Stephen and King. Stephen King can write a horror movie about a lamp and it would be scary. <laughs> and it's, probably also kind of incestuous. Yeah. Or you, rapey. Usually. Yeah. <laughs> something like that. Um, but yeah. And the, the good thing about this one is some of these were announced some of these reboots were announced. Yeah. This one actually has a trailer out already. So this one's already ready to go. Yeah. I think this one's coming out within the next couple of months. And, and so the question is, uh, should it have come back? Obviously, you've got a whole generation of, of people who may not even know what the movie is. Frankie. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so um, not not just saying this just because I haven't seen it. Yeah. Uh, Frankie. I think that it really is a good idea for us to put 
certain movies really out there again because they're if they're really old like you guys are saying we've progressed really such old. A, this is my childhood Frankie <laughs> <laughs> you calling rich really old <laughs> wait a minute I'm really old <laughs> my god but I, I but I mean we have so much new uh cinematic technology and and uh tricks and techniques we can do with uh new stuntmen abilities uh new technology that we can use for animations all all sorts of things um so i think the the idea isn't so much just that we can redo the story uh with like newer actors but like we can legitimately like really recreate a new story because now we have the ability to do crazier stuff that we probably couldn't have done before like does the does the the dead come back as the same size like if you bury a cat does it come back as a tiger no or does it just come back as the cat okay because that would be kind of i I just disagree with you so much frankie (laughs) i just disagree with you so much i want to lunge across the table (laughs) now we're having a civil conversation um, I don't have anything to throw at you, so it's, it's forced to be civil. It's, it's against my will. Um, I think that these movies, you have to, if, if the only thing you're going to do is to have better CG, which unarguably you will, better cameras, you know, yep. better everything, I don't think that's a reason to remake a movie. But what if it was in 3D? It's still not a reason to remake the movie. Um, I love CG. I love special effects, everything. But I don't think it's fair to the art form. Like It's like, can somebody draw a better Mona Lisa today? Yes. <laughs> somebody can paint a better Mona Lisa today. But is that a reason to make another Mona Lisa? No, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I, think, um, I think the question you have to ask yourself is, does the story play out differently in an online world? Yeah, because back when this was filmed, we weren't as connected as we all were. Yeah, right? So, so there's a lot of stuff that they can do with that. Like, why wouldn't you uh, call your child or something like that on your cell phone now if they were in trouble versus back then? Exactly. Use your rotary phone. To- <laughs> and that actually, that's actually really difficult. Even like we were talking last week about the uh, color from outer space. Things are so different mm-hmm. when you have cell phones and internet. That's going to be interesting to see that um, movie. I, I 100% agree with you, Frank. As much as I dislike what you just said, um, I do 100% agree that there are some stories that were not able to be told properly because we lacked the, the special effects, the money, you know, whatever. And those stories, those are worth redoing today because we just it's cheaper. We can do it now. Yeah. Uh, that yeah. I agree with you 100%. But, I mean, Pet cemetery, like, the guy moves into a little small New England town and and his animal and then his kid dies. Uh, we well, had the technology to do that before. <laughs> yeah, I just think that it, um, for the sake of, uh, it, for me, it just gives me more of a reason to go watch the movie now. Like if they're going to, re- like now that there's a new one, it's just like, oh, I'll just watch the new one. Oh, and for those for those listening and who don't know me, I, I don't do scary movies and I don't do scary movies for a different reason. I don't do scary movies because they don't scare me. And I'm not trying to sound macho with that. I just don't have the same reaction other people do with scary movies. My first reaction when I get scared is to laugh. And that usually pisses off people that are in the scary mazes and stuff like that. 
they're trying to scare me and make me scream and I'm laughing at them and it just pisses them off even more. I do the exact same thing in the movie. Everybody else screamed and I'm sitting there laughing at myself because I'm an idiot. I don't know. I just It's just how I am. Yeah, so it would be good really to have a, a, a scary movie where I'm actually like, oh, shit. But it's a Stephen King movie, so who knows? Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right. So up next was The Crow. So The Crow is a year after he and his fiance are murdered, Eric is brought back to life by a mysteri- by a mystical crow. That's all we got. Uh, I'm really interested in seeing the reboot for this movie just just to see who well, they are. Oh, you're pick. not going to see it. Why? It got canceled. Oh. Damn. There it goes. It's gone. Sorry. <laughs> um, so uh, even though it's dead, even though the director posted with Jason Momoa... Uh, on Instagram saying, yeah, it you know, would have been nice, but it didn't work out. Um, it didn't work out because they all cared too much about the original movie. Yeah. My problem with the movie as it was being made is I feel like they were going to tell the story of the original The Crow. And I number one, I don't know if Jason Momoa is dark enough to be um, that character. Not physically dark, like like emotionally dark. <laughs> um, but emotionally dark, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not physically dark, but he's tan. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I just, I don't know. I, so this is a perfect example. Will the technology make the crow better today? Probably not. And for, it, those, for those who don't know about the crow at all, the reason why it's so important to see who they would choose to pick is the replacement for the main actor in The Crow is the main actor was Brendan Lee, who was Bruce Lee's child. And that was a big, big deal when The Crow was out. Well, he died on set. Exactly. I, I think that if he hadn't died, I don't know that it would have been as beloved. It might not have been. It, might, yeah, it might not have I been. I agree with that. I, that's what I think that a lot of the times I you hear people talking about the movie, it always goes but uh, to Brand, uh, Brandon, not really even so much the movie. Yeah. It's just, oh, man, Brandon, he was like, didn't even really get to take off of his career or anything. Which and, ironically, if again, if the movie had been out and he hadn't died, um, his career might not have taken off, right? And a lot of people, yeah. they just, they do one thing and they're like, yeah, uh, it was kind of a B movie. And it was kind of a B movie. Uh, I liked it. I, I, I mean, I don't, but I wouldn't say I loved it. The movie. The director said he loved it, so he wasn't willing to give. He wasn't willing to yield. Everybody involved wasn't willing to yield. And then there was like a rights issue with the copyright owners. Or of something course. Like that. There so, always is. Yeah. Um, all right. So up next was American Werewolf in London. So I loved American Werewolf in London, and I would like to see Paul Rudd <laughs> as the American Werewolf. I could, I could see it. I can see it. Um, okay, so for those of you who don't know what it is, as she travels th- uh, through the UK with her boyfriend, Alex is bitten by a werewolf in this remake of the 1981 classic. It's pretty old. It's a pretty old movie. Yeah, it is. It's, yeah. I actually... Even uh, for me, Frankie. <laughs> I, I actually wanted to have Tyler Posey as the actor for it. Are you just saying that because he's in another werewolf movie or a werewolf show? That almost means he can't be. (laughs) (laughs) Well, particularly that's why I feel like um, he also fits the role again. I mean, to be honest, I think. Have you seen the original movie? 
Yeah. This is not Teen Wolf. Just to make sure that we're talking about the same Yeah, movie. no, yeah. I know. <laughs> Which would be funny <laughs> is if they cast Michael J. Fox as American Werewolf. <laughs> I just think it, it, it's interesting because um, he already has like that look still of like the a college kid um, going through like back backpacking through Europe or anything. He already has uh, that appearance. That's I fair. Think, on film. That, that's totally fair. I just don't know that I've ever seen a um, a person play one type of character and then get put in another movie, basically in like another similar role. Hmm. Typecasting. Yeah, I mean, definitely villains. You know, right? Yeah. Villains get typecast as villains, but. Um, I don't know if you can be in two werewolf movies. Uh, I don't know if that's like allowed by the Actors Guild of America. Or what's something. his name? I can't remember his name. Now. Um, it escapes me, and I'm gonna be really mad at myself that I forgot. But the guy that plays Magneto, he's always a villain in every movie he's in. Ian McKellen. Yeah. Most Gandalf. Well, yeah. You know, some what people. The, what, some people will consider Gandalf. What else a was he a villain in? Magneto and and. And Gandalf. He's, some people might consider Gandalf a villain. I mean, he let the... You could almost say the people same wrong. thing. Uh, <laughs> he let the hobbits go and stole the experience from himself it's for killing so that ball I can't remember his name. Uh, <laughs> Professor Snape. That's why he came back as Gandalf the Why <laughs> That guy was typecast as a villain. He was often a villain. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, up next is a very, very, very beloved one of mine. Uh, Drop Dead Fred. I actually... Don't know anything really. You about would this. love this movie, Frankie. You need to go find it. I think I actually own it. I'll probably let you borrow it. Uh, so, Drop Dead Fred's a young woman who has experienced a series of unfortunate events, not the movie, is reunited with Fred, her imaginary friend from childhood, who promises to make her life better, though his methods are more violent and abusive than anything. Do you know who? Uh, I actually had a, a choice off of just watching the trailer and uh, looking at the picture of the cast of like who i wanted to be um the fred i'm assuming yeah that's fred uh, and i picked matthew lill uh, uh, lillard <laughs> matthew lillard shaggy yeah <laughs> i think i, I he could be I interesting I yeah it could be, be he looks he does look very similar to the character that played fred i forgot what his name was so yeah. i'd like to see kobe smulders who, which is the girl with dark hair yeah. from how i met your mother I'd like also, to see her uh, as the agent. Oh God, I forgot. Her oh name. yeah, she's yeah. she's in Agents of Shield. Though. Yeah, I think she would just be great uh, as the female grown-up girl in Drop Dead Fred. And then I'd like to see Paul Rudd as Fred. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Rudd's going to be his answer for everything. I'm going to top your Paul Rudd and say Jim Carrey would be better for this one. He's too old. Uh, technology's amazing nowadays. <laughs> I don't know if that's really what's been their budget. They made Michelle Pfeiffer a lot younger in Atman and the Wasp, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I'm super excited to see where they go with this because I remember watching this movie as a kid and it, it might have a different tone nowadays because back then, like the last thing, last line of the synopsis says, though his methods are more violent and abusive than anything. Back in the day, it was funny to watch somebody get you know punched in the face, poked yeah. in the eye, and all this stuff. But now we are, and I don't mean this in a bad way, but we are much more sensitive to things nowadays. And seeing this might actually piss some people off. And I'm ex- I'm interested to see where this goes in the in, in the spectrum of things. Hmm. Um, up next, <laughs> we got a classic. Yeah, it's coming back. Starship Troopers. 
And from what I hear, Starship Troopers is coming back with the original cast, all of them. I think that's that's fair. I think that's honestly something that would be nice just to see if you're going to bring back something, uh, if the cast is able and willing to come back. Especially Neil Patrick Harris. Like, he needs to come back. So I, I really get the impression that, you know, sometimes people start posting on social media when they want it to happen. <laughs> yeah. So you get like this actor and he hasn't had work for a while and he's like, man, I'd really love to go back to my glory days and work on this project. They're like, yeah, she's working on the project. Yeah. Like, and I uh, just said I wanted to do it. <laughs> I have not seen validation that a studio has confirmed that they're starting to work on this. It's not even a reboot, right? This is a continuation. Yeah. And there was another continuation of Starship Troopers in an anime format. They made an, it, it was like basically an animated movie or an anime with Starship Troopers that Kind of was a side story to the to the show. Yeah, they also made a series of movies. There's like four extra movies. Yeah, uh, they're all junk. Yeah, it's um, just Starship Troopers that you need to wear. You know what one. I think is interesting about Starship Troopers is the original book was a dark commentary on fascism, and it was supposed to point out how ridiculous that people can be, that people that are basically on the alt right, and yet a lot of people in the alt right look at Starship Troopers as like this celebration of their viewpoint. <laughs> the, the director and the writer and everybody was like, we're making fun of you. You should not be celebrating this. And they're like, yeah, it's great. So uh, I, I think this is a perfect time. Like this time where the federal government, actually in multiple countries, multiple countries, um, alt-right, you know, I guess... I guess the left has poked too hard at a lot of these racist, like, bastards. And, and they're, like, rising up. And they're, they're stretching their political power to be, to really, to, to fight, um, you know, conservatives or uh, progressive, like, traits. So I think Starship Troopers is perfect to pull out right now and introduce, like, how crazy things could go if you allow uh, certain entities in the government to just go nuts. And the main actor, Paul Rudd. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, let's not be crazy. If we're having the original uh, cast. But to be fair, um, I do. I like the idea of passing the torch to new people. Still keeping it rated R. It's got to be rated R. You've got it. I mean, it was so bloody. And so, like, people's brains exploding and blah, whatever. Um, I would actually like to see Ruby Rose as the oh, protagonist. That could be cool. Yeah. And so you have the original cast. But, you know, they just, now they're the, the trainers or the generals and stuff like that. That would be cool. Like, if they're calling the movie Starship Troopers and they say that they're bringing in the original cast, but they don't say that the original cast is reprising their roles, yeah. they're going to be something new. That would be awesome. Yeah. Because that's like carrying the torch forward for, for, for newer things. Like, he, now he's the, he's the drill master yeah. training people and stuff. <laughs> um, that would be really cool. As yeah. you noticed, I did not read the synopsis for Starship Troopers because if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen Starship Troopers, how dare you? Go watch the movie. It is amazing. Uh, next up was, <laughs> I don't even know if I want to say this one. It hurts. The never-ending story. Um, let, me, let me read the synopsis real quick, even though most of us know what it was, but just in case. Most of us. No, you gotta, you got to accept that you're old now, James. <laughs> Bastion Balthazar Bucks discovers a parallel world in a book. He immerses himself in the story. His life becomes intertwined with the plot in which a hero in the land of Fantasia must save the universe on behalf of the Empress. Now, the original movie for this was absolutely amazing. I still remember it. 
I still like remember my favorite. Movies. I still remember crying at it too. It's great. Yeah, I love it. They still make Falkor plushies. Um, I don't. They don't make. I haven't cried since I was five years old. They don't make Artax plushies because he's still in the mud. Thumb back to the kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, this is one of those ones where I grew up with it and I loved it. I've seen this movie multiple times, and I don't know how I feel about them messing with my childhood like this. Oh, I already have it. I want them to remake yeah, it, and too. I want. I already have an actor. I want to be the main. Oh, go on. Paul uh, <laughs> no, me and uh, Richard actually picked the same person. Ah, I want Millie, Millie Bobby, Bobby Brown. Brown. Holy shit! Yeah, yeah, that would be really good. If you guys don't know who that is, Millie Bobby Brown. I don't. Do, do we want her? In, in do we want her to be the? Um, she has the, the warrior in the no. No. Yeah. How kind of sexist bastard are you? No, <laughs> no. And she then, needs and then to be the movie, either the girl who's reading the book, or she has to yeah, be the girl. I want her to be the girl reading the book. I want it to be the princess, and then the sh- story shifts, and now she's beating the shit out of everybody. Fuck the reader. Okay, I'm okay. <laughs> not, I, I guess, not having the reader um, being the warrior, indulged, right? The rider yeah. of the horse. Um, but I, I think Eleven has to either be the the rider of the horse. Or she has to be the reader. I, Or the princess has to become the writer. I'm okay with that, too. Yeah, that would be interesting. I just think it would be cool if it's one of those, like, they're going to remake it, but in the end, the princess saved herself in this one. And that's, honestly, like, um, I'd like to see the stories all change. I, I want to be able to go watch this movie and not say, well, it's going to be the exact same movie and be angry that, oh, they made this slight change. Like, no, make major changes. Change the whole thing. Have it not be the nothing. Now, if you're going to change the whole thing, that's fine. I agree with it. But there's specific things that would need to be in specific movies. In this case, you need a Falkor. You need a Falkor. And you need an Artax. Because Artax was very, very important. I want it to be like American Horror Story. Where you say, like, okay, there's these seven or eight important points. But they're shuffled. Yep. And you're like, what the heck is going on? Falkor is the main character? Like, why not? Do do something crazy. What if they flipped it and Millie Bobby Brown is the princess and the reader is reading the story and the princess comes out of the book to save the reader from real life stuff? I, I don't it, know. As long as the concept of the never-ending story, right? I mean, there, there's a moral to the never-ending story that uh, kind of has to be, you know, can be kept, right? Because the ultimate, the ultimate point, right, was that, um, I guess, the imagination mm-hmm. saved this this fantasy world yeah like you you don't have to just because you have you have nothing in front of you doesn't mean you have nothing at all like you still have your imagination to fight this off even like the the idea is like e- uh, evil is boredom and the way to fight it off is just imagining this might be a, a, a giant tangent but for some reason when i watched never ending story as a child i always paired it with another movie and i usually always watch the movies together and that was the page master and for some reason i always watched both of those back to back almost every single time i watched them and it's funny because they're kind of the same thing but not like uh page master was what macaulay Culkin goes into a book and he's animated now and yeah. things happen in the book but it was less emotional than never any story was because never any story was it pulled on the heartstrings and if it doesn't do that in the reboot then they messed up somewhere Got it. The spoiler, the, the the horse. I'm not even going to say anything about the horse. Just Artax, no. That toy. <laughs> you see that, that toy meme? Uh, 
I don't think it's a real meat. I don't oh, think it's it was like flight. stuck in the mud, I think. Yeah, yeah I saw that one. <laughs> <laughs> Toys uh, that make you cry. All right. Up next was Creature from the Black Lagoon. So a fish man falls in love with a woman. Oh, wait, they've already done that. It's called Shape of Water. Oh, I thought you were going to say Hellboy. <laughs> no, I... No. There was a fish man in Hellboy, and there yeah, was Abe, some... Abe does fall in love with... <laughs> uh, with the fire girl? Yeah. Okay. But yeah, yeah. No. So I mean, it's same character, same race, same same character at all. Uh, actually, same actor as well. And uh, he falls in love with a woman in Shape of Water. Yeah, and, and Shape of Water was fucking weird, by the way. And that is literally a yeah, it is weird. Um, he's literally captured in the Amazon and dragged back to America. That's the character. That's that the fish man is wow. the uh, creature from the Black Lagoon. Yeah. So I just don't know why they're remaking this movie. Yeah, they, they need to not make it. And I know we should be talking about Creature from the Black Lagoon, but because you brought up Shape of Water, I watched that with Fabi on Thanksgiving and her parents. And I remember going, okay, this is a little weird. You know, the, the girl's mute and she's using sign language to go, and they're fucking. All right. And my girlfriend's parents are watching us watch the movie where they're fucking. This it, is, I mean, in the first like couple minutes, she <laughs> masturbates. So like, Yeah, I was like, wow. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. <laughs> That was an interesting day. Okay. Um, uh, yeah. Who would you have? Do you have anybody that you'd pick? I don't think they should make it, so I chose not to. <laughs> fair enough. I think it's dumb. Fair, fair enough. Uh, Frankie, did you have anybody that you would think? No, I just because, like, it's not that I don't think they should ma- shouldn't make it. I just, I was like, eh, it doesn't matter. Really, creature's going to be in some kind of... Uh, you and I talked about this before, too, Rich, where... They've been trying to remake, it seems, a lot of the old monster movies. Yeah. And it seems like they've been failing on every yeah, every single time they try and make one. Because I think... Um, but yes. I think if you, if you try to break down the story and you say, okay, what is the story that people want to, like, hear? And you, and you think about what's the story of Neverending Story. You think about the story of maybe uh, uh, the, the crow. You know, like, man gets slaughtered and he... Um, he gets revenge on the, on the on the criminals or whatever, um, and then you look at Creature from Black Lagoon, and you say, "What is the story?" See, what was funny was okay. So let me go back real quick, and I'm going to read what it says. A scientific expedition discovers a prehistoric amphibious creature. So you could almost say that that's like um, uh, Encino Man, except not amphibious. And so, but I don't know, Encino Man's a better movie than <laughs> I, I swear that somebody built that suit and then they just really wanted to use it yeah probably I don't doubt it it's like when you uh, when you're cosplaying and you build a suit that you spent a long time on it, like, I need another reason to wear yeah. it it's Wednesday I'm it's gonna wear it this Wednesday this is a King Kong story right <laughs> like because basically they capture the monster the monster falls in love with the woman the monster escapes from captivity the monster tries to come back and get the woman this is just King Kong, but a fish man. I don't know. I think fish Kong. No, I don't know. Fish Kong. <laughs> and, you know, where King Kong, you think, okay, uh, an ape so big that basically it's very difficult to kill it or capture it because it's just so big that our bullets are so small and, you know, all that kind of thing. It's a fish man. <laughs> We have Aquaman now. We can just have him do all the work for yeah. us. <laughs> all, right. all right. Up next was... Uh, Highlander. Frankie, tell us about your love of Highlander. <laughs> I don't have a I don't have a love for Highlander. 
But you remember that scene. Remember, remember that first battle scene. Tell us about the first battle scene in the first Highlander. <laughs> you haven't seen Highlander, have you? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. An immortal. Uh, it was good. No, it was great. This was great. It was. He was like telling me about his cast, his pick, and he was like, and I was telling him about my pick, and and uh, it turns out that he thought it was Braveheart. Yeah, that's not it. <laughs> that's a little different. Braveheart is a, a dude with war paint on his face trying to kill people, and Highlander is an immortal. An immortal Scottish swordsman faces off with an immortal warrior in order to obtain a coveted ability. There can only be one. All right, so I thought that James McAvoy. James McAvoy would be interesting. Yeah, I can't pronounce his last name. Um, it's really hard to see him and then not have lasers coming out of his eyes, but I can he's see a band it. of brothers. Oh, that's true. Yeah. I still can't see that Band of Brothers without lasers coming out of his <laughs> eye. <laughs> Who did you have for your Braveheart? <laughs> well, I picked Jason Momoa. I mean, to be fair, Jason Momoa probably would be pretty cool to watch in Braveheart. You know, um, Highlander is a very specific named thing that, uh, you know, while you might be able to replace Superman with Michael B. Jordan or something like uh, like that. And, and any argument against why Superman can't be Michael B. Jordan is basically racist. Replacing the Highlander with any non-Scottish actor is like a travesty because it's literally the Highlander, the, the Highlands of Scotland. That's literally what the name of the thing means. So if you choose an actor that's not Scottish, I think that it, you're just wrong. So I have two people that I would put, and it, one might throw you guys, Scottish. They one might throw you way off. So the, my first choice for the Highlander, and I just want to see how he would do it, would probably be David Tennant. Actually, he was on my list. Um, they, if if they reboot the uh, Highlander TV series, I would love to see David Tennant over the course of four oh, or five yeah. seasons, explore it. The series was way better than the movies anyways, yeah. in my opinion. So, so the, the other person that could play Highlander, <laughs> this one might make you laugh, uh, Gordon Ramsay. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay is Scottish. <laughs> I, I, um, and there can only be one I, Gordon I, Ramsay, right? I, I, <laughs> You're like, we have nothing to say about this. Yeah, nothing to say <laughs> about that. We're done here. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, up next on the list of things that should not be touched, uh, we have The Little Shop of Horrors. I can't wait for this. <laughs> I actually can't wait because not only do uh, I like the original, uh, I like the idea it's going to be remade because, like, the the plant. God, now. Audrey 2. Yeah. Audrey 2. Audrey 2 is the name of the plant. Uh, yeah, uh, Audrey too. Um, we can get more personality out of out of the plant now because now we have technology. Whether we use actually more mechanical or CG, whatever it okay. may be. So before we go further, just so you guys know, if you guys don't know what Little Shop of Horror is, because I know that's a it's a cult classic, and some people just have never even heard of it before. So it's an exotic plant in a downtown flower shop convinces convinces the storekeeper's meek apprentice to resort to gruesome measures to keep it alive and make it grow. Uh, key point is this exotic plant is an alien. It came at the very beginning of the movie. It comes down as an alien and it needs blood to stay alive. Basically is what yeah. this synopsis is trying to say. Um, the other major thing is they have some stars already cast for this. Uh, it says stars, but you know, IMDb is just trying to shorten everything. 
that's where I'm getting this list from. Um, the director is actually Greg Berlanti, which is throwing me way off. Because Greg Berlanti is the one that's done all of the DC shows. They call it the Berlantiverse because Greg Berlanti had a hand in every single one of those. The, the Flash. Ones. No, The Flash. The, the oh, Arrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He CW. did all of those. Yeah. So him doing Little Shop of Horrors would be very interesting. This works perfect for my selection. <laughs> I, I actually, I, I have a selection too. So I, I want to hear who you, who you put first. So this is what I want. I want to cast all of the people from Glee into various pieces of the movie and then Paul Rudd to see more. <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> I mean... Do, uh, so, so people that like musicals, also, like yeah. Glee. Fun fact that this movie is a, is a musical. This, yeah, this movie is a musical. So if you don't like musicals, then uh, you're not going to like this movie. Uh, but actually, a lot of people who don't like musicals actually like the movie because they <laughs> secretly do like musicals. They're just, you know, macho stuff doesn't let them. But yeah, so I think that the cast of Glee brings all of those people who are like just hardcore lovers of Glee. Um, they will watch this movie. And then the people who love uh, Little Shop of Horrors, they'll watch the movie so they can complain about it. And then the people who like good actors, they'll follow because Paul Rudd is Seymour. <laughs> so... What did you have, Frankie? Did you pick Paul Rudd too? <laughs> no, I didn't pick Paul Rudd. I picked Michael Sarah, and specifically, I picked Michael Sarah to be Seymour because he actually has a th- uh, theatrical background in with uh, on being on stage and doing singing and stuff like that. I actually, uh, I, I considered him. I mean, he's not Paul Rudd, but. <laughs> Um, because he'll be too busy making another movie further down my list, I decided that no, he wasn't, he wasn't possible for this you movie. You know, and we're just, we're just spitballing here, but Nicholas Holt could be good for this one too, I think. And that's the guy from Warm Bodies. And we talked about him last episode. Can he sing? I, I, I would imagine he, he can't. Know. I, I haven't seen it yet, but he doesn't really get a lot of Paul Rudd can. It, yeah, he can. Well, Neil Patrick Harris can too. You imagine Neil Patrick Harris is... Michael uh, Sarah can sing. As Seymour, I want to see Neil Patrick Harris as the dentist. <laughs> Come and then, on, and then he can just—he can put his Doctor Horrible robes back exactly. on. He's ready to go. <laughs> see, you just—you like if you're going to remake a, a cult classic, you just put in so many ridiculous Easter eggs, and it will be a billion dollar movie. Oh yeah, well it won't be, but it'll be whatever. <laughs> it'll be a billion, but it won't. It, it'll be but whatever, it like like whatever Deadpool makes. Like it'll be, it'll make that much money. The other fun fact I don't know if people know about this movie. If you're a fan of it, is Little Shop of Horrors was filmed. Um, well, actually, it was. This is so Little Shop of Horrors, the one that we all know and love, is actually a remake of the original Little Shop of Horrors that was filmed well before the one with Rick Moranis in it. Mm-hmm. Um, the one with Rick Moranis in it was very interesting how that one came to be because the guy wanted to do the Little Shop of Horrors but didn't have a place to do it. And he met this guy who had rented this this area for his movie he was shooting. And he was like, hey, man, I have three days left on this. You can use it for whatever you want. You just got to be out in three days. So they filmed the entirety of Little Shop of Horrors in three days and then got the hell out. It's nuts. That's crazy. Also, a uh, little known fact that Paul Rudd was only like 13 or he might have been cast for Seymour. <laughs> He's too young, though. Yeah. Uh, up next is an interesting uh, choice. Scarface is coming back, supposedly. Supposedly. And if you guys don't know what it is, an immigrant rises to the top of the criminal underworld in the United States. So it's a movie about Donald Trump. 
Oh, wait, sorry. No. He was born oh, there. What uh, the yeah, heck? That's true. That's true. That's true. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I, I, I'm just going to say who I picked for it just because. Um, I, th- I, I don't know. I feel like it'd, it'd be crazy to see Jason Statham play Scarface. So I'm sorry. I'm trying to. I'm a little distracted. The, the Australian guy. Is he Australian? Is he Australian? I know he's got. Or is he? I was looking it up. They have a cast already for Scarface. I didn't know they had one. It was. I don't know if I just didn't see it last time when I was looking it up. But apparently, Diego Luna is going to be Scarface. I feel sad about that because I. Um, Interesting. Number one, I think that most people under 30 really don't care about the Italian mafia anymore. Yeah. I just don't. I think that, you know, you've got to realize when Scarface was big, that was around the same time as the Italian mafia was being broken apart. Yeah. Right. So there's all these like trials and all these people like you just continually every couple of years you'd hear about another big um, mafia boss getting taken down. And put, and put in prison with yep. that. So now I just don't think that the Italian mafia has that much, um, like, star power to draw in a younger crowd. And if you want to make money, then you've really got to, like, choose your your actors more than, more than the topic. Because the topic is kind of boring. I know how to fix it. Scarface, but the Yakuza. Totally. Yeah, I mean, but then again, I mean, that's really only going to target weebs. <laughs> Frankie's all in. Uh, I'm on board. <laughs> but I, I mean, I'll watch it because I'm, I'm, I used to be a weeb. Um, <laughs> born I'd again, like, born like again weeb. I like to see uh, Chadwick Boseman and Ooh. do like Jamaican mafia. That could work because like, you've got a little bit of that Black Panther power coming out of yeah. it. Um, I think if did you guys see Iron Fist? No, uh, um, uh, not Iron Fist. Um, the other Netflix show with Harlem, um, Iron Fist or not? No, Luke Cage, Luke Cage, yeah, Yeah, Luke Luke Cage Cage. season two. And it was all about Jamaican mafia. I didn't see that. I need to see it still. Yeah. So I, I mean, I just, for some reason that's so interesting to me and they're, um, I don't know. I just think it, I think it, yeah, that whole, that whole, like country or region has a lot of like crazy pirate crime still yeah exactly i think i'm gonna i'm, I'm, I'm on board with you so every time you say paul rudd for a role i'm just gonna say chadwick boseman <laughs> i think that man could do anything i yeah. love chadwick boseman and i love there is a, a video of people people reading or the stars reading mean tweets about themselves yeah and chadwick boseman had one of my favorite ones he was like how are you going to get some big black guy like Chadwick Boseman who had the whitest name in the history name, <laughs> named Chadwick? <laughs> and he just was, he couldn't help it. He was just done. He was laughing so hard. All right. Uh, we're going to move it on. Next yeah. one. All right. This is, a, this is a big deal to all three of us. This one's huge. This one is very, very huge. Uh, Short Circuit is apparently being remade. Now I'm going to read the How synopsis. How were you when you saw it? Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Read, Let me the, read the synopsis real quick. But all of us here know the movie Inside. Are you yeah. sure? I sure hope so, Frankie. I've seen it. It's just been a when while. When you were two. <laughs> <laughs> Number five. One of a group of experimental military robots undergoes a sudden transformation after being struck by lightning. He develops self-awareness, consciousness, and a fear of the reprogramming that awaits him back at the factory. With the help of a troubled young boy, Number Five tries to evade capture and convince his creator that he has truly become alive. 
Now, they, there's a key sentence in that one. Um, with the help of a troubled young boy. So, Short Circuit, the original movie, wasn't a troubled... It wasn't a no. young boy. It was... It was a girl. It was... No, it was a guy. No. The main, the main protagonist was the girl. No, the main protagonist was the guy. He was the one that programmed Johnny Five. The little ones. Or am I thinking of Short Circuit 2? Maybe I'm thinking of the sequel. That's still not the main protagonist. It's still the girl. The whole time, the, it's the girl. The, the person who was the programmer, who can fix them and stuff, that was his buddy, and it was an Indian guy. But that wasn't the protagonist. The girl was the protagonist. Because she's yeah. like, she's the one who teaches him about what alive is to me. And he's like, no disassemble, no disassemble yeah. Johnny Five. Like, that's the, that's the main that's, character that's in the movie. That's fair. That's fair. Now it's going to be some boy. Um, I disagree. I think it should have been um, Emma Watson as the girl. Ooh, well, I'm down. And then we replaced the Indian guy with Paul Rudd. <laughs> How about we, oh, well, we're trying not to be racist here. How about we replace the Indian guy with Aziz Ansari? <laughs> no, that's totally racist. You can't replace him with another Indian guy just to make him an Indian guy. Damn. I don't know. Maybe Aziz would like Maybe it. Woke. I know. <laughs> Maybe you're woke. Yeah. I could see Paul Rudd in this one. You know what else I could see in this one? Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think, Frankie? Do you remember the movie at all? It's um, been a long time. Yeah, I went, it, it's been a while. Um, but I do remember it being about, the, you know, um, Johnny Five and it going through and trying to be known as a living, like a living robot. Like it, it had it being its own uh, entity, uh, and I do think like you're right. Being a uh, a girl would be good. I think that keeping it that way would be nice, especially uh, giving it to Emma Watson. Um, that's what you said, right? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. We can go way off the deep end here. What if the uh, the female protagonist was Maya Bialik? Where is she from? She's from The Big Bang Theory. She was also Blossom from. Blossom. She's a little too old. She might be a little too old for you. I think, yeah. Um, but I could say, but she's a brain surgeon, so she could get away with. No, it. she could totally be in the movie. Yeah. Um, and and I, I mean, I don't have anything against her per se. I just think for this role, uh, I think normally in this role, the idea is you have somebody young, and in the movie, it answers this question: What does it mean to be sentient? And this is important to us now because when this when this movie was made. We were so far away oh, yeah. from AI and even military drones. And now, when we have military drones currently, right now, as we talk, circling various targets, watching from super high in the sky, yep. and some of them are armed and have the ability to launch strikes, those drones, if, as they're given more and more programmable, programmable, programmable uh, whatever... <laughs> Uh, more analytical ability. Yeah, what the heck? He's had some rum, guys. Yeah, Leave exactly. Had a little rum. So, um, as they become smarter, there you go. <laughs> um, at what point are they sentient? And at yeah. what point do they say, "I don't want to kill this terrorist. I don't want to do this thing." And I think, I think that they could really start exploring some very real topics that we're going to have to worry about in the next ten yeah. years. And well, I, it's kind of about that. That AI, so I believe her name is Sophia. Like I was, I think I was just going with the same one. She, she at one point, one of her questions, like after she got a citizenship to a country, she just straight up goes, "Thank you." Uh, uh, next on my list is I want a baby. 
and you're like, oh, I was going with something different. There was an AI that they were teaching a language to, and the the AI learned a language so far advanced that we couldn't even figure it out. Google's, and and they had to shut it down because they were scared that they were no, yeah, this conspiring with this AI already started communicating with other uh, other computers. It was a little scary. It's it's happening. Yeah. yeah. Um, other fun fact about this movie is I know I said that I don't, you know, scary movies, I don't do these. I did watch this when I was a lot younger, and I do remember clearly being scared by this movie at one specific part. And that was when Johnny Five's eyes turned red and you knew he was fucking mad. I was like, oh, my God, this robot is going to kill everybody. And it could kill people. And it could kill people. Yeah. <laughs> All right. The next one up, another strange one. We could even say weird. As in weird science? I actually have a perfect pick. My actual, like, a, per, a perfect opinion of who the two young boys If you say be. fucking Michael Sarah again, I swear to God. No, no. <laughs> you Paul Rudd's going to say. <laughs> Chad McBoseman. <laughs> Aaron Eagle Raptor Hansen. Oh, my God. And Dan Avedon. <laughs> Are you guys listening? Star Bob and Eagle Raptor, if you're listening, yes, we want you in weird science. I think they're just perfect <laughs> for the movie. It just everything about them and what they do already seems like it could just. Can just, you imagine having the weird science girl there, whoever it is, and Aaron just sitting there? More. <laughs> See, I, I'd like to swap it. I'd like to, to change it out. Um, I'd like to have it be basically any of the women from any of the CW shows, and they create their perfect man. It and would never get done. They'd never settle on the perfect man. That perfect man <laughs> is Paul Rudd. Is Paul Rudd. <laughs> it, it, to me, it is very interesting. Like, um, you don't want it to be uh, Idris Elba. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, he's the hottest man. Uh, uh. No, but see, women choose things differently than men. Yeah, and they choose. The, so they're gonna choose a romantic comedy star because they want funny. And they want kind of handsome, but not too handsome. They don't want that man to spend more time in the bathroom than they do. <laughs> but you, you get all over the place. You got people that said Idris Elba was the hottest man alive, but then you also have people that but were like... But is that who they're going to choose to be their perfect boyfriend? Maybe. 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 But then you also have girls that said, we want fat Chris Pratt bat. So... Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what women want? Hey. Dad bod. Speaking of, I know this wasn't on the news, but because that just triggered something in my brain, they're making another movie called What Men Want. Was that where he got hit in the head and he sees like he fat, can, he fat can, women as thin women? No, no, no. That was Shallow Hell. Oh, Shallow Hell. Uh, okay. What women want was something happened, some thing happened, and he could hear women's thoughts. Oh, okay. And he could hear every woman's thoughts, and it didn't matter what yeah, species sure. it was. It was he could hear dogs' thoughts. Yeah. Um, but apparently they're remaking this with uh, what men want, and Tracy Morgan's going to be in it. So I don't even know where to go with that. That was a tangent. It wasn't on our list, so. Okay. It just, I thought it was funny. Um, but yeah, weird science. Do, do, you think, do you think weird science with men? Um, now, realistically, this was a very advanced progressive movie because you've got stereotypical men creating a female slave who's not very obedient and ultimately teaches them to kind of respect women, right? So they, end, they ultimately end up with women that they... Uh, that they want to be with and and then the brother is actually the stereotypical man yeah that is like the bad example 
And so if you make that movie, but I think that movie now today would not make much money. I don't think it would. I don't know. Well, I guess we'll see when they make it. Yeah. Um, but now that you said that, I do have a, a choice of who should who the woman should be. Yeah. The weird science experiment. So it should be Emma Watson. She literally stands up for women's rights. That's her thing. She's a lot of people's dream girl. I mean. Yeah. I. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I would. <laughs> like. I, I don't have a problem with that at all. I think <laughs> she, she, she's okay. She's she's fine. Uh, I don't know that she has enough attitude. Like I would think, like the uh, Spanish actress from Altered Carbon has enough attitude to like boss the guys around. Because you kind of need to boss one. the guys around, right? That's that's yeah, kind of the part of it. And I don't yeah. know if Emma Watson can do it, but yeah. Um, all right, up next we have the Toxic Avenger. So Frankie, why don't you tell us about this movie? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I know I you probably haven't seen it. <laughs> so a meek towel boy transforms into a powerful superhero after getting dumped into a vat of toxic waste. Yeah. So it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but one turtle and not a turtle. It's a towel. So what I don't really understand about this remake is I'm not sure what the point is of turning Paul Rudd into a monster. <laughs> But he is funny. It is a lot of voiceover. It's kind of like uh, it's kind of like Deadpool. You don't I'm, see. I'm starting him. to get the, this idea that you love Paul Rudd. He was Ant Man, <laughs> and maybe you forgot that. I don't know. He was also Ant Man. He was also in Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, oh, was he Ant Man and uh, Civil War? He yeah, was he also Ant Man and Civil War. It. Now you're on it. See, there we go. Okay, he was now also in I Love You, Man. Now that we're in the same, I don't. I never saw that movie. It was great. <laughs> I watched comic book movies. That movie was great. It's about two guys trying to get over the fact that their their bro love was uh, heterosexual. I guess you could say. Okay. They were very. They were two people who were very close, and they were trying to not make it not seem like they were gay. I like to I think guess. that I have bro love with with Paul Rudd without being gay. So, um, no, but I, honestly, though, right? You've got. Um, Who's man? Who's the actor who plays uh, Deadpool? Ryan Reynolds. So Ryan Reynolds was a, a romantic comedy person who wanted. He loves comic books. He loves yeah. comic books. So he wanted to get into comic books. And what has happened? Somehow, while he's you know arguably a handsome person, maybe not as handsome as Paul Rudd, but <laughs> but he's arguably handsome. Yet he constantly hides his face now. And now his best roles are him being a voice actor for these characters that you can't see their face. Yeah. So, this is the concept behind having Paul Rudd be the Toxic Avenger. I mean, it's, it's obvious that the movie is appropriate with climate change and everyone's freezing and everything like that. So, the climate is obviously, like, haywire right now. Well, um, we obviously can't have Vic Mignogna do the, the voiceover for it, so... That's done. We don't mention that anymore. Uh, what, what do you think? What, did you like Toxic Avenger? I mean, I, it's been a long time since I've seen it. I can barely remember it. I, so. Did you watch sequels? Mm-mm. Yeah, I mean they were all bad. Even the first one was bad. Yeah, oh, it just it just seems it just seems too generic of a of a thing. Like back in the day when this was popular, it was always some vat of toxic waste fell on somebody. Yeah, and they got superpowers. Well, but but here uh, before it was like, oh man, toxic waste was just like spilled, and it's gonna make you know super superheroes. Toxic Avenger was different. That was the beginning when people started to say, you know what, maybe we shouldn't be pouring all this like garbage into the ground. And uh, and very specifically, uh, it was turned in, turning out that people were like getting cancer and things. Yeah. 
And so Toxic Avenger was a reflection of these problems that people had just finally accepted. Like, wait a minute, the Earth is not like this infinitely large space where we can just pour our garbage in and, and it doesn't matter. So um, I think Toxic Avenger has to be switched to something that reflects the Carbon Avenger or something, right? The Climate <laughs> Avenger. And Toxic Avenger is fine as a name. The Political the Avenger. Name, but <laughs> he it's, doesn't uh, guard the wall. I don't know. Just, yeah. the wall. Um, Global warming. Throwing, uh, throwing a name out there real quick, though. It's been a long time since I've seen this actor, and I think he probably could pull it off. Granted, he's a lot older than he was back in his heyday, but yeah. Tom Welling might be really good for this role. And Tom Welling was the one that did it, uh, Superman in Smallville. Yeah, 100%. I, I love Tom Welling. I think he could do it. Um, he is also, he's been the villain in um, Lucifer. Hmm. I need to watch uh, Lucifer then. I forget. Yeah, uh, season two, I think. Somebody Lucifer. told me that that was good. It was really good. It kind of went, it kind of got a little bit lame towards the end, and then it got really good, but it was too late. And I was like, wait a minute. I was ready to quit. Other people already did quit. <laughs> now they made the show awesome again. And no, it's done because most it's people, once they give up, they, they're giving they they give up. Well, and so. didn't Lucifer get um, its contract back through Netflix? I don't know. I think it was Netflix or Hulu. One of them grabbed it. Uh, there was a whole big sign the petition, Lucifer's gone, come back thing. And it actually worked. This was one of the times it, it actually worked. so well. So if they can actually uh, bring it back, I'd be super happy. All right. So next up we have uh, Van Helsing, which this is my favorite plot um, that I'm pulling from IMDb. The plot is unknown. <laughs> All right. So uh, man with no past goes to Transylvania to kill Dracula to, and um, finds out that his um, no past actually is somehow intertwined with the target of his uh, you know his Inquisition killing thing or whatever and you will have not lots Spanish, of CG not the Spanish Inquisition no okay just Catholic Inquisition <laughs> it's kind of the same thing um I get bored the heck out of these kind of uh, stories. I, I cannot stand another Van Helsing movie. I don't need another one. But oh, do I, I do kind of want one just to be for the, uh, the actor I picked for it. Well, so there is a cast already for this one. At least some people have been chosen. But let's hear okay. yours first before I tell you who they, who yeah, they I, chose. Yeah, I have one chosen too. Um, for Van Helsing, yeah. I want the guy who's the voice and kind of actor for Dante from Devil May Cry, Ruben Langdon. I can see that. Not not DMC, but Devil May Cry. Yeah. They're two different things. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. So you guys are not going to guess who I think is the right pick for Van Helsing. Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Josh, Hutch uh, Josh Hutcherson. Hutcherson. Oh, I, I can see that. Refresh my memory. Uh, uh, oh God, um, Mocking Jay. What is it? Uh, um, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Yeah. So he's. Is he the chubby or cheek guy? He was yeah. Peter. 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 It was literally. So he's Peter. come a long way since Hunger Games, and yeah. far, as far as like looks go, he's got a little, a little bit stronger jaw. Um, he's been in a few good movies too. Yeah, and, just, that. and this yeah. is we're casting him for Van Helsing. Van Helsing. Van Helsing. And so I just like the idea of him because the important part of the, the character is that they have to. He has to be kind of confused. He has to be kind of lost. He has to kind of like not know his place. And he's like, I know how to kill things, but I don't know why I know how to kill things. I think, and I don't know where I came from, and I don't know like 
what's going on. I think you are doing a very good job of describing who they picked as Van Helsing. Okay, who did they pick? So we all are very sad about the prospect of losing Gambit as a X Men movie. We're very, very sad. That's probably not going to happen anymore. I'll try to. I'll try to. But they that. picked Channing Tatum to be in Van Helsing. So. That's actually kind of cool. <laughs> I'd watch it now. I was all out. Wow. I, Channing man, Tatum. I'm kind of sad. Know. I didn't think about him at all for any movies. <laughs> uh oh. Uh oh. We got Frankie's new Paul Rudd. It's going to be Channing Tatum. <laughs> Uh, all right. Yeah. Okay. Hey man, he's good a pick. Good guy. I can I can see it working. I really could. Um, yeah. So the next one we have is Battle Royale, uh, aka the Hunger Games. They already made it. Yep. Uh, I want to say let's move on, but no, let's talk for about it for a second. Where did I put um, it? Well, that's um, I, I want to know is it is it being Americanly done? Who, who, what uh, what production companies? So yeah, if it's a it? if it's a Japanese production then it will be battle royale if it's an american production it's hunger games we've already seen it yeah i would i mean personally i would like to see an all japanese cast making the movie by a, an american production company so that it looks like some of the stars were cast or because again imdb puts stars as the thing but they, johansson they also have people love the that. directors and writers and people as stars in this one um, they are all. They all seem like. Well, at least the lead actor seems like he is Japanese by his name. It's Koshin Takami, so it could be another Japanese movie. Yeah. If it's a Japanese movie, then I'm not going to watch it, so I don't really care. If it's a Japanese movie, Frankie and I would probably watch it, holding yeah. hands, sitting in each other's laps. <laughs> That's exactly how they watch those movies. <laughs> all of them. All of them. Um, but if they do it in the style of, well, I guess the original Battle Royale or Kill Bill or anything like that. I'm I'm down. I liked it last time. The movie was good. Why don't we just call it PUBG? <laughs> oh, PUBG the movie. Oh God, <laughs> please no. That means they'll make a Fortnite movie. God no. What have you done? I love the idea that they hire a, a screenwriter to make a script for Battle Battle Royale, and he Google's Battle Royale and he sees Fortnite, and so then he creates Fortnite the movie, <laughs> and, they're, and they're like, what happened? How did we get like, a job? Like, literally, I, I just think Battle Royale, like, I don't know. I just, I want to know more about it, about if it's being, like, we're just taking, like we're saying, the Japanese movie and redoing it, or are we... Like what's going on? Like whose production is is it going to be under? There's got to be a lot more to it, because at this point it, gotta, it is it is going to be worrisome because we have so many games that right now are battle royales. Like yeah, but this battle royale is a little different than well, I guess the concept is the same. They have to kill everybody to stay alive. So PUBG, that, yeah, that is PUBG the same got idea. Its whole but premise off that Fortnite and PUBG are not. I mean, granted, they're they're shooters. But they're not nearly as violent as Battle Royale was. I just love the idea of the amount of flame wars that are going to happen <laughs> when people are like, yeah, Battle Royale was pretty good, but it wasn't as good as Hunger Games. Uh, <laughs> God, why? <laughs> that hurts my feelings. <laughs> I loved I love Battle Royale because it, it's so much more gruesome. It's so much dark and dirty. With yeah, if it. you don't make it, and that's as weird as like, that, but if you don't make it as gruesome as it was, yeah, it's not going to work. Like that's I, what that's people want to see. Why, like Hunger Games was cool, but it was so lighthearted. With I don't want to kill people. It's like, bro, my life's on the line. Like, it sorry, did goodbye. it did and fucked up though, because the whole. 
spoiler alert for Hunger Games, the whole fucking book and movie was about the the main character saving her little sister from having to yep. enter the Hunger Games. That was her only goal. That was her only goal. And at the very end of the Hunger Games, her sister gets blown up by a bomb that she made. Yeah. That the little sister made. She made these tech in District 13. I think it's District 13 was the one that these bombs explode twice. So they explode once and then the, the shards explode again. And she didn't know that that was one of her bombs that she was near and went to go move it or something in the book and it blew up and killed her. In and the third was, book or something? Yeah, in the third book. Okay, yeah. Uh, Prim, I think was her name. Primrose? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't see the final... I've seen all the Hunger Games except for the final one. I didn't see the... Just because movie. I didn't want to see that scene. I, I read the book and then I saw the movie and then... Um, I, I just don't really... I, I thought it was fine. I just... Yeah. The idea behind it was really cool and you do get attached to some of the characters pretty quick. Yeah. Um, I forgot... Who the little girl was. Yeah, the book was good. The one that taught her the Mockingjay signal. Yeah. That that little girl was amazing in that movie. Um, I would like to see her come back and do something soon. Uh, all right. Up next is a, a comic book movie, I guess you could say. Um, Spawn is coming back. And this one, we don't have to uh, guess at what the actors are going to be because they've already casted it. And they were cast wrong. Yeah, I think they, they casted should, right. They waited for this podcast. I think because <laughs> it would have been Paul Rudd. Would have been Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. I think Michael B. Jordan would be good too. He has more star power. He, this is like they're searching for vehicles to put him in and make him the star he like should be because he obviously has screen presence. And I think he is at the prime. And instead, they chose an actor that's on his way out. It's debatable, and I'm always saying it's debatable because I love Jamie Fox, and that's who Spawn is. Uh, what was Jamie Foxx's last movie? Probably and Django. Did it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen Jamie Foxx. That's but what I'm saying. It's I just, love Django so much that I'm ready to defend Jamie Foxx to the bone. Good for him. I hope that he can, um, I guess, reinvigorate but, his career. But Jeremy Renner is also in this movie, and that's a star with star power. I think that they can use. Robin Hood is apparently the last movie he was in, but I didn't know he was in that movie. So, Me and Django Unchained was 2012. Uh, you could just say that he's maybe his career hasn't done so well. He's, or he's just sitting on that Django Unchained money. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. Because I, I know he probably reason. he got that much for me, at least, because I watched that movie over 100 times. That is not an exaggeration. I, I've seen Django Unchained over 100 times. The movie's three hours long. Christoph Waltz is my fucking hero. Uh, watch the original Django, like um, the Japanese one. I haven't seen the Django Unchained one. Oh. Uh, I don't know. I, I think Spawn could be good. I'm just excited to see Todd McFarlane come back. He's he's cool. Yeah. And, and Spawn is a. I mean, I guess you can call him. He's an antihero. Oh, he's definitely an antihero. So yeah. he's he's cool as an antihero. We got one of those already. And Deadpool did really good as an antihero. So maybe they can yeah. do it again. Yeah. Or they can just cast Ryan Reynolds as Spawn. <laughs> um, all right. Up next, we got oh a, a scary movie. This is a scary movie. Uh, a Nightmare on Elm Street is coming. So, um, Frankie, what do you what do you want to put out for that? Do you know what Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, Elm no, Street I know is? what it is. It's a uh, it's Freddy Krueger. Yeah, we all just if you if you aren't watching and you're listening, we all literally just did the hand motion that I know all of you are doing as well. We got the claws on. And then I didn't pick an actor because I was just like, I mean, once again, it's just going to be some person that's in makeup. I just want to say, to begin, 
Uh, Freddy Krueger is fucked up in Dead by Daylight, so fuck Freddy Krueger. He's an asshole in that game. Um, but I don't know. I, I mean, Nightmare on Elm Street, if, okay, so if you didn't know what it was, this, the, the plot that IMDb gives us is a reboot of the 1984 film and the 2010 remake. But if you don't know what it is, is Freddy Krueger is this really crazy bad guy who can kill people when they fall asleep and enter dreams. And he can he's a, a dream walker, I guess you can say. Yeah. Um, and he kills people while they're asleep. Um, when I was younger, I do remember this movie actually terrifying the shit out of me. I really liked Nightmare on Elm Street 3 when everybody got special superpowers. And for the most part, they didn't matter. <laughs> Basically, they learned how to control their dreams. And they're like, oh, I'm going to be like, I, I read comic books, so I'm going to use superpowers, blah, blah, blah. And Freddy Krueger's like, I know how to use dream powers better than you, boy. So <laughs> I live then, here. This is my house. Um, so I really would like to see them take this and turn it into a franchise. I'd like them to say, uh, and uh, another continua- an- like a continuation where they say, okay, Freddy Krueger existed, uh, maybe even still exists somewhere, but one of his victims who survived, maybe the other parents in the neighborhood blame that, that kid, and they basically torture and kill him. That's, that's the story of the first Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. anyways, is that they torture and kill, that adults torture and kill this janitor in this factory, and they burn him alive. So... Mm-hmm. The cool thing is, is that if you can envision 10 people or 20 people or whatever, and those people torture and kill one of the actors now 20 years in the future and say, we know that it was never this dream um, killer guy. It was this sicko. And so we, we murdered him and we murdered him bad. But now he and then they in the, in the franchise they explain that Elm Street is actually some sort of like Native American like burial ground or something like that. So, and we circle back to Pet Cemetery. And we, cir- <laughs> we just, but we circle back to something that can continue on and yeah. for like the next thirty years. You can just continue to be like, "Wow, if you do something bad to somebody, you're gonna get punished for it." I just and I feel like Freddy Krueger is this this pocket monster not a pokemon but, a, but like this monster that they have in their pocket that they never use like it's been a while since like the last one was remake was 2010 and it's been nine years since it, and I, freddy krueger is a terrifying monster person type he, he thing. is i just um i like the idea of the nightmare killer i just think that uh it's almost like i don't think freddy krueger is his own character i think he's a continuation of the actor like, that so, actor is Freddy Krueger. So then, speaking of, do you have someone that you would cast as Freddy Krueger? So what I'd like to do is I'd like to see a movie that could show how flexible this guy's actor acting skills can be and how he can both be comedic and dark. And that's Paul Rudd. So we're going to have... Uh, we're not going to take a break. We're going to keep going. But Frankie... Has to go use the bathroom real quick. Okay, we're back. Um, we took a break for a second because we had to use the restroom and we're dumb and couldn't hold it. Yeah, all of us did. Um, to it from. But back to our conversation about uh, Freddy Krueger. Uh, I wanted to drop the bomb on who I think Freddy Krueger should be. Okay. And I don't know if you guys will agree, but I'm kind of excited about this one. Jim Carrey, I think, could pull off a really cool Freddy Krueger. If if we're gonna continue just with Freddy Krueger and be like, hey, for the next twenty years, fifty years, hundred years, we will continue to bring out bring back Freddy Krueger. I think he could be a great 
Freddy, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, I think he could definitely pull it off really uh, easily, too. We've seen him in one creepy movie, uh, number 23, which in of itself was not a good movie, but Jim Carrey was cool in it as a creepy character. So, I mean, I, I just think he could pull it off. I think that'd be really, really cool. Um, all right, up next. Um, I don't even know how to mark this anymore, so... I guess we'll just have to use the marking on the thing. Uh, the next one is The Craft. Now, this one also hits super close to home because I love this I fucking love this movie. movie. Yeah, it's so good. This movie was so fucking good. Funny enough, I looked at it and it would be something... I'm, I'm interested in the movie. I just don't remember ever seeing it. Frankie, when you have time, you come to my house. I own this fucking movie. And I'll fucking... I'll even make popcorn because I fucking hate popcorn. And we'll watch this fucking movie. This movie is that fucking good. So the the quick synopsis is um, there's three witches and they're looking for a fourth. A uh, girl moves into town. Uh, they convince this girl to be the fourth. Um, and then the three witches start losing their mind because they're crazy and they decide they want to kill the fourth. And so the fourth does something. Well, they never had powers. Yeah, right? they never actually. Well, they did a little bit. They could use like they changed their hair and they did like little tricks like that kind yeah. of. But nothing like nothing like lightning shooting out of their hands or anything. Not until. After. But at the very end of the movie, they invoke uh, a power, or she invokes a power to hold the three of them back, and becomes stronger than all three of them, and terrifies the shit out of the other three girls. And it's just one of those really cool like underdog movies where you're like, this little girl's gonna get, she's gonna get beat, and then she comes back, and you're like, holy shit, she's throwing people against the wall. Hmm. There's knives flying. Like this movie is nuts. Oh, it's so good. I cannot wait to see this one. Um, I don't even know who I cast in it. So, I don't know if... Um, I mean, one, they just had the craft like three years ago on CW. And it was pretty good. Um, kind of similar concept, but a little bit different because the whole town had like a history of witchcraft. Um, I, I thought it was good. I just don't know why we would re do it so soon because it just came out as a TV show and I just think more people like basically anybody under 40 knows what Wicca is Mm -hmm. and like knows something about it and knows that this movie is kind of BS and kind of like plays off of a lot of stereotypes And, and, and there is nothing wrong with having a story about dark Wiccans like people that um maybe have found real magic and they don't care about the rule of three and they're totally about i want to use this power to get more stuff for me there's nothing wrong with that that's not a that's not opposite of the real world like history of wicca or anything like that because there are um a history of like black magic people in Mm. in all religions that have tried to use this stuff to to their own ends but I just don't know. I, I think that um, we should wait a little bit. But if, if there was, in the, there was, if there's the right actress, and really what it comes down to is the evil actress was so important in the crowd. Oh, my God. And she nailed it, too. I forgot what her name was. She's, yeah. she's a really good actress. But the evil actress has to, like, or the, the, evil, the evil witch in that one, because the, the evil witch convinced the other two to start doing bad shit. Mm-hmm. But the evil witch was nuts. She was fucking insane. And that's what makes that character like you. You need to have someone who can go off the fucking wall like that because she went nuts. Balk. Thank you. Yes, I knew that one too. I yeah, you need before. someone equivalent to her. Yeah. Otherwise, don't make the movie. Yep. 
uh, like I don't know. I'm ex- I'm excited to see where they go with it, but it's gonna hurt my feelings if they don't do it right. Yeah, this is a very very uh, good movie. And you know, that basically, they won't do it right. Okay, so <laughs> it's too good, and there's nothing to be gained from making a reboot. So if you're if you're familiar with our podcast, we we do notes. We like to pretend like we know what we're talking about, and we took notes about these movies that we wanted to do, and so we have the next movie, uh, Big Trouble Little China. Well, big trouble in the Oh, China. yeah. Some of us but, actually just like this stuff. So, I mean, hey. But what the, the one thing we didn't look at in the notes, because I somehow managed to skip over it, was who they have cast already. I don't care. Oh, They're you wrong. might. <laughs> They're wrong. <laughs> they more than likely are. Okay. Is it, a, is it a reboot or is it a continuation? A truck driver and his friend get drawn into an unexpected battle with an ancient sorcery in Chinatown. It sounds like it's just a reboot. I hate them. Why? I mean, we don't need to reboot this. It was fine the way it was. Um, I and we're, went, we're slowly phasing out Kurt Russell too. He's not going to be in any. It's like everybody's going to Kurt Russell him. looks almost the same. He does. He's he's the Tom, he's also like Tom Cruise. They're vampires. They're yeah, all vampires. So, so they are all vampires. <laughs> so I mean, I wanted to see a movie where we have an actor cast as Jack Burton's son who doesn't know he is because Jack, Jack Burton's a truck driver so yeah. he's maybe had a lot of kids and maybe this kid is kind of similar to Jack Burton and he's Paul Rudd <laughs> of course it is uh, I actually I, I, I think your pick too. is a lot less off the wall than who they actually cast oh my gosh don't, don't oh, hurt my heart you're don't kidding hurt my heart. <laughs> Frankie looked at the notes already Dwayne Johnson is casting this fucking movie no <laughs> Mm, that's so I don't know if I like it's not that I I don't like Dwayne Johnson just I don't see him being Jack Burt I I mean I want Kurt Russell to show up in the movie as Jack Burton yeah have this actor be a a younger character you know and I pick like I mean I guess I didn't pick a really young actor but I picked Bradley Cooper no, it shouldn't be a real young actor anyways because it's a truck driver. He should be in his 30s. Bradley Cooper could probably do it. I could see that. But I feel, I like, feel like just because he's like, he's also kind of got that cocky attitude, but he's also pretty like jokey. This might sound a little strange, but I, I think the only reason he wouldn't work is Bradley Cooper's too handsome. Because mm. Kurt Russell, I mean, depending on how you're yeah. I guess that it. makes sense. Yeah. I don't know. I would like to see Kurt Russell come back, but having Dwayne Johnson is really blowing my mind. Again, right no, now. I don't want uh, Kurt Russell as the protagonist. No, yeah. no, yeah, just as like a side character, yeah. be like, just to you show know, what Jack Burton like, would do. This is what I would do right now, and he like steps in and helps, and he's like, done. I, yeah, I, I it's that's that's odd. Like I said, I don't. It's not that I hate uh, Dwayne Johnson. Just I don't know. I don't think that's a. Fit. I wonder if just like weird science, if. Um, people will not appreciate the racial stereotypes today. Maybe. And it might not do as well. Which, again, um, I think will be sad because... Mm, yeah. Too All right. sensitive. Next, we got a, a strange one only because of the cast. Uh, the Blob is coming back. Uh, I don't think that movie needs to come back. I just... If you don't know what it is, a strange life form used for government weapons testing consumes everything in its path as it grows bigger and bigger. It's Katamari Tamasi. It's but it's Nickelodeon <laughs> slime. Yeah, I know. I saw, I've seen this movie. <laughs> oh, you have? Okay. Yeah, this, this that's why I'm like, what's what's the... I bet I can make you want to watch the movie with who they cast. Go, don't look at my notes. Don't look at my notes. I want to see your face. 
So I'd like to see them take the actors from Stranger Things, like Charlie Heaton and Natalia Dyer, put those two, but now they're the teens who have to try to warn the town that something, you know, something is happening. You got anything? No? Yeah? So the the first star has already been cast. Samuel L. Jackson is going to be in this movie. (laughs) Get these mother effing slimes (laughs) out of here. I don't know. I, I, I don't know why I'm picturing it, but I'm just seeing monsters versus aliens in my head with Samuel Jackson in it. That's how I'm seeing this movie play out. I just, blah, it's just like the blob. It's just going to be a movie about people panicking, running away, and this giant goop eating everything. And, devout. and Samuel Jackson has a gun with an MF on it. And <laughs> the, uh, the only thing that I think now is I think that... Um, now we have this understanding of what this alien organism could do mm-hmm. with its abilities. Mm-hmm. Presumably, it's somehow alive, right? Presumably, this the blob is actually making decisions. It's not just like acid that fell out of space. No, it's actually somehow uh, hunting people or or something. It's a, it's, a, it's like an agina amoeba or something. And, and I think that we have the understanding of science now that we could have much more interesting, horrific endings that happen to people. Yeah, I think so. Right? They'd be They're like, pretty clever in Hollywood now. It'd be like Final Destination, but... Yeah, exactly. Like, cool, but slime. Yeah, but slime. Also, I did want to just point out real quick, just to go back to uh, Big Trouble Little China. Actually, I was just kidding about Paul Rudd. Not about any of the other movies, but actually for that one, I really thought that uh, it would be cool to see Jesse Eisenberg as the kid <laughs> who found out that he was the son of Jack Burton. Uh, that would be pretty funny. Yeah. I think they, uh, At least give uh, him one good funny. role, geez. <laughs> yeah. All okay. right, the, the next one, it might be hard for Rich to talk about because I don't think he likes it that much. But uh, The League of Extraordinary Gentlemen is coming back. And yeah. I actually like this movie a so lot. I hated the movie. Yeah. yeah. I uh, I actually liked it because uh, this is this uh, the original one had Sean Connery. Oh, yeah. And um, like an eighty-eight-year-old Sean Connery. <laughs> All right, is he any different now? He's still eighty-eight. He's like ninety-nine or something. <laughs> he still looks like he's eighty-eight. <laughs> but I, I think it's really interesting um, to have that concept. I, I really liked it because going into it, I was like, "Oh, this is." When I first saw it, I was like, "This is kind of." And then later on, when they're all fighting and just being badasses, I was like, "Wow, this it was, is." It was like it was a, awesome. The best way to explain it is if you guys haven't seen it. So well, so characters from an assortment of Victorian era novels join forces to battle against a common enemy. It was kind of like, have you guys read the graphic novel? I haven't read the graphic novel. No. You guys are so you make me sad. <laughs> it's it's kind of like the best way I can explain it for someone who hasn't seen it is, it's the not as funny version of Mystery Men. It's okay. like B class superheroes. I, I'd like to I'd like to try to reframe this. Okay. A bit. So take the novels. From the late 1800s, 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea, Dracula, Invisible Man, Werewolf, take all of those novels and take them and put them in the same world. And now we've got the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. So uh, you've got Mina from Dracula. She's She's been infected with the curse, so she's a vampire now. You've got Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde. You've got... Um, Nemo. Nemo from 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. You've got all those characters. Basically everything. <laughs> and then you got Sean Connery, who's nothing. He's a hunter. Yeah, he's just a hunter. <laughs> he's just a, a good shot, I guess. Yeah. 
But even he, he kind of re- reflects a British explorer, yeah. which is a stereotype in a lot of those stories, yeah, right? So mm-hmm. he, he's supposed to be the, he, he really is supposed to reflect the reader. So when he's like confused and surprised by everything he encounters, they have to explain it to him, which means they're really explaining it to the reader. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know. I like the movie. I can see... I love the graphic novel. It's awesome. I can see this movie coming back and in, in doing better if, um, if we had a, just a different, a different version of it, I think. This is an example where, like Frankie was saying in the beginning, the special effects of today are so good that they could do a, a much better steampunk Victorian world. Because that's what yeah. this is. It's a steampunk yeah. Victorian world. And I think that uh, bringing back um, that concept purely on that like being the steampunk especially with the big fandom and how how progressive that's gone and how much like um how do i like details and history mm-hmm. they've put into that i i'd like to see liam neeson as alan quartermain and oh, i'd like to see ooh. oh that's a good right one. that's a good pick that's yeah. a good scottish explorer um and then i'd like to see scarlett johansson as mina I think she'd do a good I job. I think I'm going to go back and say Alan Quartermain should be Gordon Ramsay again. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You're not choosing realistic people here. He's just going to yell at the monsters until they, they quit life. <laughs> I carefully chose the right actor for each movie. And okay. here you're going to throw out Does it Dan have to be an Gordon old guy? Ramsay. Does it have to be... Does Alan Quartermain have to be old? He's He needs to be at the end of his career. So we can't pay Chadwick Boseman? <laughs> no. No. Damn. No. Idris Elba? No, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oi. I mean, I He's want Austrian. a movie. I want a movie. Well, I, I like a movie where I can understand what's going on. <laughs> can't understand him talking. Alex G. You can't understand what's going on, anyways. That's the point. That, that's very true. Uh, the next one, I'm just going to let Rich take over on this one because he's super excited about it. Master of the Universe. So in this movie, um, this is a alternate fantasy world with a pretty rich history. It's based off of a... actually. It was actually just created just to sell toys in the early 1980s. Um, so they had the toys first, and then they came up with the story second. And they already made a movie called Masters of the Universe. Yes, Frankie. Movie existed, live action. Um, there's also been several lines of comics and several lines of cartoons. And, and no, it wasn't Ar- Arnold Schwarzenegger. It, it was uh, Rolf Dun- Lundgren. Dolph, Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> Whatever, you know, Dolph whatever. Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren. He's yeah, very strange. Um, you know, big muscle builder guy, because that's what he looks like. He looks like a Conan the Boat Barbarian type of person. You, you would remember him, I think, from uh, The Expendables. He was a big buff white dude in Expendables. The, the base concept of the universe is that the king had a brother. The brother ends up becoming this villain, Skeletor. Skeletor is angry that he doesn't have the throne. Skelter has been punished and his face has been melted off so it looks like a skull. And so Skeletor has Machiavellian evil schemes to try to regain the throne. Meanwhile, uh, Prince Adam has an alter ego. Uh, hopefully this isn't a spoiler in the, in the movie somehow. And when necessary, he can grab the sort of power and channel the, uh, I guess, their royal family line's ability and become He-Man, the most powerful man in the universe. So that's the, kind of the concept of the of the universe. I would like to see personally. Uh, I'd like to see Brie Larson as Tila. Okay. Um, I'd like to see Alexander Ludwig 
as Adam He-Man. So the, he was from Hunger Games. He's also from Vikings. He okay. looks badass. He looks awesome. Um, and I think, I think he has the acting chops to do it without being silly. Because no, Dolph I, was yeah. kind of silly. I, I think I might have, I don't know about um, the female lead, but I, I think I have a good Adam. And then I'd like to get someone with some maturity and a wry humor <laughs> as Man at Arms. <laughs> and who else can we imagine as Man at Arms but Paul Rudd? <laughs> because he was kind of, kind of cracking jokes. No, you're right. I could see that one. I could actually see that one. Um, I think Josh Brolin could be cool as um, He-Man. Okay. And he was Th- uh, Thanos. And he was also uh, Cable in Deadpool. Hmm. He's hmm. built for it. He's a big dude. He's old though, and so okay. So here's why. How old is Prince Adam though? Because it, 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 it varies. Okay, I keep thinking that he's old, but he. It, it, I don't know. So that's um, in the comics, in the toys, in the cartoons. He sure looks like he's like nineteen. Yeah. Uh, Tila looks like she's nineteen. Um, they all look like they're supposed to be around that age. And that's actually why, despite how much I wanted to make it work, I just could not see Paul Rudd <laughs> as that character because Damn. he's too old. He's just too old. Um, and that's why, that's why I looked for Alexander Ludwig because he's in his like, mid-20s and you, can, and you can make that work. If, you know, Dolph was mid-30s, late-30s by the time he did the first Master of the Universe movie, the only Master of the, of the Universe movie... And that made the whole movie weird. It was just weird. And they said it in Earth. Like, here, hey, here's this fantasy world. Oh, but we're not putting it in this fantasy world. Oh, hey, we're going to have you know, like five yeah. of the characters. Castle Grayskull was never supposed to be on Earth. Right? It wasn't. They, te- they yeah. teleported back and forth. Yeah. So. It was weird. It was weird. It was dumb. Um, it was like Lord of the Rings, but then just take Legolas and put him in like Robin Hood's world or something like <laughs> yeah he teleported over uh, like yeah. wait you, you just couldn't afford the budget right and like yeah basically we couldn't afford the budget so <laughs> there you go um yeah uh we only got a couple movies left we're gonna throw some video games in the end of this too All right. but the, the next two uh, I wanted to put on here because uh they were just announced like as of a couple of days ago and so this is arguable it's technically a sequel but it's also technically a, a remake. Uh, they want to do Groundhog's Day. When you say they want to do, you mean that they have a release date of March? I don't know, because this one is slightly different from all the other news that we've had. So Groundhog's Day, they want to do a sequel or a reboot or whatever they're going to do with it. But not as a movie. They're going to make it a VR video game. So they want to have the story of a sequel, but in the form of a video game. And it was announced for this year. I don't know if it was announced. It, it wasn't. I'm, I'm telling you. It's, I'm saying it's, I, it's. I'm not saying. I'm not saying it was or was. I don't know if it was, but I did see the news. They wanted to make this a direct sequel, but as a video game. Yeah, it's, it's already been made. It's going to be released later this year for PlayStation VR as well as Oculus Rift. You and James have, are hearing this first, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! <laughs> so uh, yeah, it's uh, being published by Sony Pictures Virtual Reality, which is the VR division of Sony Pictures, mm-hmm. not Sony P- uh, PlayStation. So while it is coming out for Sony PlayStation VR, it's also going to be out for a uh, Oculus Rift and HTC Vive. There's already pictures of it. I can show it to you. Ooh, right there. They've already made the game. 
They're releasing it yeah. in like three to six months. I don't know how I feel about it. It looks like a... No, I don't know. So, uh, from what I understand, you're supposed to play Phil Collins' son. So, Phil Collins Jr. Yeah. And I guess the same thing happens to him. I don't know how this is going to work. In a, I mean, it works pretty well in a video game. I've seen lots of video games do time loops. It's, it's, it works pretty well, but I don't know how it's going to work in a VR game. Where they're trying to make it as lifelike as possible. It's perspective. It's, it's, I mean, it's I, I assume that just like a lot of the other games, it's going to be a game where they try to emulate things in in real life, but you have to do it in VR. And some of those things actually are entertaining. Yeah. Just to see how difficult it is. To I thought move. the whole the whole uh, um, it was a Rick the Rick and, Rick and Morty. Yeah. Uh, the, I thought the whole concept of it was ridiculous. Have you played it? And then I've seen it. I haven't played it yet, but I've seen it. I'll set up the VR uh, maybe for this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it looks it looks hilarious, and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe I was wrong about this. And I've seen a couple of games in VR now where like they're trying to get realistic, like Job Simulator. That's that's yeah, trying exactly to be realistic, and it looks fun. It's somehow know. entertaining to be so frustrated. <laughs> but it is. It is. like that's why Octodad works so well. Yeah. <laughs> um, the last movie news we had uh, came out yesterday. The trailer was just released yesterday, so it's no longer just in talks. The trailer is out. Child's Play is coming back, and this one's weird. So instead of being a possessed little Chucky doll like we all know and love, or don't love, some people are scared of it, uh, it's still kind of possessed, but this time it's AI that's gone awry. So there's nothing mystical. I don't think there's anything mystical. It's hard to tell from the one yeah. trailer okay. that we've seen. all right. But it definitely looked like it was AI. A part of it was AI. All right. So this makes me happy, personally, because, again, just like I want Nightmare on Elm Street to be a new distinct villain mm-hmm. in that universe, I'd like to see a new toy um, that's also creepy and also possessed. And, <laughs> and also AI. <laughs> and maybe AI. I don't, I don't really care. The Furby. Furby. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking creepy just in the middle of the night the knife starts going up and down or whatever you're like yeah. nope I'm throwing this thing away now <laughs> it somehow appears on your pillow and it's I'm hungry feed me and you're like um now you can go off my bed <laughs> I'd pick it up and throw it I'm such a troll <laughs> that I really really want to take like oh, I'm going to lock my door every night from now on after I move in just because of that. I'll make sure that you don't make a copy of the key either. It's even better. You can just leave the Chucky doll right outside his door. It just, I will. <laughs> you'll wake up in the morning here, ah, and then uh, a boot. You're just going to hear a kick. The, the key is always multiple. Guys at home, just make sure that if you do this, you have to buy two or three, and you have to mark them in some distinct way. So that you're like, wait, no. Like, I just threw this doll away, and now it's back. And that doll had, like, a missing eye. And this doll has a missing eye. Like, what? And then they run down the stairs, and, and you're like, you had to have, like, taken it out of the trash already. So they're like, no, it's gone out of the trash. Like, no, it's, what? Like, what, what's going on here? Like, that's, that's the key, guys. Do not ever play this prank unless you're going to buy two or three of these toys. At any rate, no. What I want to do is I want to make a movie or a vid series, something like that, based around a robot companion that is coming out in the next couple years and basically just, like, really frustrate some company, like some Japanese company that's building robots, and they're like, what? Like, everybody's, like, creeped out by our robots. 
And it's like, why? And they're like, oh, yeah, because they made these like horror movies based around this design that's suspiciously very similar to you. Like, Which is funny because I just read an article today that Japan doesn't know how to legalize or uh, not legalize. What am I thinking of? Uh, how, to put, uh, how to regulate uh, sex robots as a, as a new market. They don't know what to do with them. There's so many coming out, and they're they're getting so lifelike. They don't even know what to do with these. I mean, these America robots. doesn't regulate them, ironically right. enough. So I, you can just buy real dolls or whatever. <laughs> yeah. So I don't I don't understand. Um, just let people buy pieces of toys and do whatever they want to do with them. I, All right. So our next little chunk we have here, um, we we have a small list, and I don't know. We could probably throw some out the top of our head right now. But this is this is some movies we wanted to see remade. And haven't necessarily been announced yet. All right. Um, the first one I put on the list was Aragon. And I can't tell you how much I love the movie, Aragon, but it needs to be remade because a lot of people did not like it. Uh, yeah. That was <laughs> it's kind of garbage. Frankie's one of them. Uh, I love that Absolutely series. no way compares to the book. No, it does not. The, the book was only about 45% garbage. The movie's um, about 90% garbage. And the only 10% that wasn't was Jeremy Irons. That's the problem. <laughs> when the book is already kind of garbage, like it was written by a really young author, and you just can't expect mature writing from most people that age. It, it's, it's got cool concepts. And sometimes people read the concepts and they're like, well, I love this because of the concept. And I liked it. It's fine. But it's, you know, it's the hero's journey, except kind of lame. So, yeah. the fact that the movie ended up being lame does not surprise me at all. <laughs> it's a worse version of How to Train Your Dragon, basically. Yeah. Yeah. And not amusing. Yeah. Um, the other one I put on here, and if you guys have any other ones after this, feel free to chime in. But the other one we put on here, I think as a group, um, Avatar The Last Airbender. I can't tell you, between me and Frankie at least, how much we would love to see that movie redone correctly this time. I'm not uh, saying that M. Night Shyamalan is not a good director, but he fucked this one up. Um, this movie was awful. I think we're at the point where it's just... To, do I even really want a live action? Or do I even want it to be like brought back at this point? Like, I I'm do. Kinda, because uh, it, it's still it's still a relevant story. It's still something that's being talked about being done, uh, or like coming like the series being continued. Um, a lot of people. So I I don't necessarily want the writer or the company, the people all are going into it and working on it to be like, oh, you know what? Let's do a live action movie. I want to continue the story. I want to know other avatars. I think if we're gonna if we're gonna talk about how the movie's being made or who's gonna be in it, um, we need to talk about the director first. And I, we might not know a lot of uh, between you and I, Frankie. We might not know a lot of directors, but I do know some that I would love to see touch this project. And one I can think of is James Gunn, who okay. did uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. He's doing the next Suicide Squad. Uh, and another is Edgar Wright, who did uh, Scott Pilgrim and a few other movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I could definitely see either one of those making this movie what it needs to be, starting with saying his fucking name correctly. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just such an interesting concept to explore into something that's hated and like having it remade because it's already got such a bad name. 
uh, like as a movie. Yeah, but there's other things that have been. I can't think of any examples at the top of my head right now. But there's been movies that have been bad that have tried again, that have come out good again. Yeah, there's, there's just, at least a couple. You just need time, though. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I also feel like uh, the movie era we're in is all about superheroes and comics. Uh, it would be nice to have Air Airbender or Avatar come back to bring Kong like kung fu or martial arts movies yeah. back into the world that uh, that's something i personally want comment it in like some, or email me guys if you guys <laughs> also want martial arts movies to come back and be a thing. we have some martial arts so we have some news we're saving for next week because we want yeah. you guys to stay on the hook there is a martial arts movie that was just announced and it's a sequel and we're doing next week's episode on sequels so we did this one on re- reboots next week's will be sequels we're excited about that. So just that means you got to come back. back. Yeah. But uh, I, I think the biggest part where they, they missed the mark, or M. Night Shyamalan missed the mark in this movie, was they left out one of the most important characters in the movie. Toph was not in this movie. And was they, she with them by that point, though? In, I don't think she was, but they could have sped up the story a little bit to make it like they were, but then that would like, be, but then once again, that would be going against the story. Well, I know, but it, it also it seemed like he was doing so. Avatar: The Last Airbender, the Nickelodeon series, was cut up into four books. And Are you sure you wanted that though? Her, her name would have probably been like Tofu to- or something. Tof. My name's Tof. <laughs> uh, no, but it was cut up into four books, and the the movie was supposed to be the first book, but they didn't do it justice, and the big finale just was lame it was so lame in the movie and in the in the uh i think it's because they were also like uh do we want to animate a giant fish uh koi monster thing i made out of water no all right giant wave it is that's what pisses me off is you have so much stuff to go on with avatar it's it's a children's series. It's a Nickelodeon children's series. Yeah. And they're saying that this one chick could bend your fucking blood and choke you to death if she wanted to. I don't think we knew that by that point either. Uh, okay, we might not have known it at that point in the story, but they're like they missed the mark. Uh, Toph again, if she was in there, she could bend metal. Like this was a whole thing that they just left out. You're yeah, like so. I agree with you. Like they left out stuff. But also the movie, like, was explaining the beginning of the the story, like, or yeah. beginning to tell you what powers and things. If they would have, think about. All right, let's bring up what considerably some people thought was good, but also some people thought were bad purely because uh, from the, I thought so. Uh, Wonder Woman, I don't think was a great movie because they basically gave Wonder Woman all her powers, like they gave her made her like. Super god mode. I mean, even though she is though a god, but see, and that's that's why they shouldn't give it to her. Fair enough. Because maybe it's they can fix Superman that way. Superman um, is godlike in every movie he's in, and they've messed it up. But but here's the thing: I think most people your age, Frankie, they seem to want all of the powers, all, all at once. the powers, all at once. Like the people that wind, and I'm sorry. The people, my friends that have like complained, they feel like they complained, but I feel like they whined that they're like, how can you have Spider-Man without immediate direct call out to 
the death of Uncle Ben. How can you... No, no hinting. Like, hinting wasn't enough. They're like, no, we need it in our face. We need at least 15 minutes of the movie. <laughs> Haven't you dedicated. seen Uncle Ben die enough? I know, right? Like Every iteration of Uncle you Ben You know dies. he's died. <laughs> why do you need 15 minutes of the movie spent on this? And then why do you need Spider-Sense? Mm-hmm. Why isn't it enough to have Spider-Sense to be in the next movie? Why does it have to be now? Like, because he has, like, I think... Um, he like reacts in ways that seems like he's kind of responding to his senses, but no, I had I saw a lot of people complain that they're like, no, are there, I, there, you I, should have every single power. Are these people the complaining about the Tom Holland one though? That's the one. Yeah, that's what we're talking. Mm-hmm. So you can tell those people to go watch Spider Verse, and that will change their mind because Spider Verse did it right. They didn't have the death of Uncle Ben in there. They kind of just went, yeah, you know what happened? It's done. This is what this is what, and then they move forward. And again, Spider Verse, he didn't have all of his powers right off the bat. Hell, he didn't even have any powers. Yeah. And, but for some reason, a cartoon has just reset expectations. Yeah, because because he, because you had a Spider Man to compare to, right? Yeah, that's that's, true. that's the yeah. difference. And like the like with all this explanation, like what I'm trying to get to is. Like he was saying, it's boring to have all the, the powers at I once, think it is, especially it in a story like in Avatar, where the whole point of it is their journey, like a and hero's he's journey and his powers. power. Yeah, he's up. learning how to use all four. If elements. they were just like, here you go. Uh, yeah, and Aang knows how to control the Avatar state. It'd be like, what's the but, point of Avatar The Last Airbender? But here's the thing, though, is we're at the age of where movies now are three hours long and it doesn't bother anybody. So you can have. Uh, I don't think that's true. Yeah, uh, there's been some people that said that there are still people that are like, "What two hours?" So I, Infinity Wars Endgame is three hours long, and they've already had test audiences watch it, and yeah. all of those test audiences said that they didn't even notice it's been three hours. I I think that uh, you have to earn the audience's trust. That's fair, and a lot of people will intentionally not go to an untrusted movie. If it's too long. Yeah, that's fair. But if you did Avatar with, say, 30 minutes of him learning air, 30 minutes of him learning earth, 30 minutes of him learning fire, or he doesn't even need to learn air, actually. You can skip that part because he's supposed to already know that. That's mm-hmm. just something See, he knows. My, so my, 30, 30, 30, there's an hour and a half. One more half hour for the, the climax, and you've got everything in there. My complaint is that there is this idea in Hollywood and there's still some idea in just normal people, normal humans, maybe some people here, that movies are the pinnacle of of the storytelling medium. And I view movies as just one medium for storytelling. And it's the inferior format. I I get that you can make a lot more money in a two-hour movie than in a 10-hour HBO series. But I would much rather see a live-action HBO or Netflix series of Avatar. Oh, my God, yes. Right? I I was just going to say that. It makes much more sense for us to do so because of how detailed each relationship with the characters is. You know exactly who should do it. You know who I'm going to say. Netflix should fucking do it. Netflix would not Netflix, let this her, be ruined. Netflix can. I love what the uh, I love what they did with the uh, um, the book thing. What's where they write the names of 
Uh, Death Diary? Uh, Death, Death Note. Death Note, <laughs> okay, yeah. So excluding that movie. <laughs> oh. No, I'm just kidding. I like that movie. All right, so we're going to move on real quick. Uh, we got some video games we're going to talk about real quick. I, there is a ton more video games that we can make as a list about. Right. But I just wanted to throw some out there real quick just to spice things up. You know, the first one I know Frankie and I have a long history with. And it's funny because I really think we're the only ones bringing this up. It's just you to talk about it. <laughs> like I haven't heard anything about it in so long. It, like I honestly like when I didn't hear anything about it at E3 last year, I was like it's gone, it's dead. It's not coming. We're not getting it. It's not happening. The game we're talking about in question is Final Fantasy VII. Um, a lot of people have been calling for this remake. I, as a self-proclaimed Final Fantasy expert and know everything about every Final Fantasy ever, would not have gone with Final Fantasy VII as the first remake to do. There's plenty of other Final Fantasies that are much better. But hey, they said they wanted to do seven. let's do seven. But the question is now, where the fuck is seven? They yeah, announced this game years ago, and nobody knows where it's at in development level. We nobody thought- knows anything. Um, the most recent clue we thought we thought with like okay, once we get Kingdom Hearts, yes, we're gonna hear something, and we got it. We waited a week, and not even like a little like a uh yeah. So back to that other project we were working on. Um, you mean Final Fantasy Seven? No, not uh, that one. Yeah, where the fuck is it? <laughs> I'm just I'm so confused. Like. We got a little bit of trailer. We you got a lot of love. You saw people want it. You got and the biggest problem that they had with the development cycle, from what I understand, was Kingdom Hearts three was getting in the way. Yeah, and Kingdom Hearts three is done now. The game is out. People have played it. Give us Final Fantasy seven now. At least give us a date. Yeah, something or like I we know you're not going to be or Sony is not going to be at E three or at PlayStation at Experience. I don't know what the hell they're doing this year. What does year? Sony matter in this? Uh, Square's not uh, exclusive developer. They're, no, they're not exclusive, but most of the time they do their presentations. It's with uh, uh, Sony. Almost every Square game is a timed exclusive for PlayStation. Uh, I don't think anything recently though. Yeah, nothing. Uh, I don't think anything. Uh, I think they're, they're done with. That. I don't think fifteen came out on Xbox. Yes, it did. Uh, at the same time. Came, yeah. yeah, I don't remember if it did. It's done. Get, my, get that out of your head. There's my self-proclaimed expert name <laughs> going out. <up laughs> it, it's just you're you're used to. Square being exclusive yeah. to Sony, yeah, and now it's that it's been now. like seven years that it's not been exclusive, mm. like <laughs> it's, it's you gotta keep it in mind. Like some people literally went through all of their high school without it being exclusive yeah. anymore. So it's uh, another <laughs> game. They're working on a Marvel game, uh, guys, and so it's I mean, true. personally, I'd rather since they killed the other Marvel game, and Square is the one that got the license to put out a game. Hopefully, they put it out soon because. Otherwise, it's going to be so out of date. They announced the Marvel versus or not Marvel versus, oh, wow. a Wow Square. It has to be by Square. <laughs> no, but they they announced the uh, the Marvel Ultimate Alliance game. Did they say who was producing? Yes, then it's not Square. Yes, yeah, not Square. I was just curious. Yeah, that's I what, what I that thought too. I was kind of like, that would be so cool, but um, at the same time, uh, another game that has done the exact same thing that Final Fantasy VII done, where they showed a really cool preview trailer, and then it just disappeared off the face of the earth. The next game that was supposed to be remade, Beyond Good and Evil. Yeah. That this was out, I think, three years ago at E3. It was so, yeah, such ago. a shocker when you saw it. You were like, what? This you lost yes. your mind kind of stuff. I remember status. throwing stuff at my TV screen. I was running up and down the hall. I do this when, I, when E3 happens. I love E3. I think that was the year I was over at your house. Yeah, I think you were. <laughs> you were and you screamed with me. <laughs> hey, so it, it's honestly like... 
first I, I hate when companies like give you so like that's a long trailer to put to have a trailer or something there's a that's a lot of work so th- th- what I'm used to and I, this is probably wrong but what I'm used to is e3 will do an announcement trailer if they leave off the date if there's this no, isn't a remake right this is the, this, this is, is two no this is a remake oh wait is it two Actually, I think it's two. I don't know if they said it was a two or remake. Actually, I don't. Know. I, don't I don't actually recall. Yeah, it's, it's a release date uh, for Beyond Good and Evil Two. Okay, so yes, um, it is two. Um, I consider it a remake, though. I mean, it's a sequel, but it's also a remake because they redid everything. Well, from what I, they've shown, they've redone everything. Uh, but so normally they will announce the game at E3. If there's no date, you can bet that there's probably going to be a date announced the next year at E3. Well, this year came and went, and there was nothing. Well, this actually 2018. Last year came. And People went. are still hoping 2019. Um, and then this year, we don't know. Seems unlikely. Uh, Microsoft's going to own the show at E3 this year. There's yeah. no kind of competition. Nintendo does their Nintendo Direct. They're never there. Sony's it's not going to be Ubisoft game, so it has nothing to, again nothing to do with PlayStation. So. Yeah. Um, but I'm just there's there's just a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. I, I played it on Xbox. I'm pretty sure. I, I um, the last one that absolutely blows my fucking mind just was announced today for the Nintendo Direct. There was a Nintendo Direct that dropped today. There's a lot of games coming that I'm excited about, but this one in particular was mind blowing. They are remaking the old school Zelda linked, not the link to the past. I almost said link to the past because it's my favorite one. Uh, a Zelda, um, the Adventures of Link. Link's, Link's Awakening. The second one. The second one. The one that was a side scroller. There's no reason for that. Top down. Exactly. It's dumb. Where the hell did they get with this? And I saw the gameplay trailer for it, and it both intrigued me, and I really want to play it, and disgusted me because I don't know what the hell they did to Link. Um, Link is a cartoonish character, but they went they went past Wind Waker on this one in cartoonish. Um, they 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 didn't do the cell shading like Wind Waker did, but it has the same kind of. Um, cartoonish type, but it's like 3D now. Imagine Wind Waker, but as as uh, fleshed out 3D and not cel shaded. It was so weird to see, and it had top down and side scrolling in the game. I don't I don't know how I feel about it. And there was Goombas. I saw a Goomba in there. That were you talking about? Uh, well, no, here let me show you. That's yeah, fine. Uh, we can do it afterwards. Yeah, but, yeah. So yeah, I mean, I don't know if if they made it look like uh, Dragon Lair. I'd be, I'd be, I'd buy it. I mean, I'd be pretty excited. You know, Dragon Lair, like the click action cartoon mm-hmm. one. Um, but otherwise, I mean, that was like probably Zelda Two was probably one of the first games that I owned on my Nintendo, and so I would, I didn't like it. I never beat it. It was hard. It, it was, was weird. Fucking hard. Yeah, it was and especially hard. with the side scrolling part. Yeah. And that's what blows my mind about this, like the fact that they're doing a sequel for. Or not yeah, like one of the things that like I feel like I lose geek cred on is that I hated Wind Waker. I think <laughs> it's vile. You I know, think, I think your that was like a subject like P, you, you either you either love Wind Waker. I don't think there was or a gray area. Hate it. There is no gray area for. I love Wind Waker. I will play the shit out of Wind Waker. Yeah, like, like that's how I feel. Like there's nobody that's like, oh my god, like. I the game is good, but it's not gr- uh, great, and it's it's so. What uh, frustrates like, me, people start talking about the story. I'm like, no, no, no. 
you should have saw the graphics and known to stay far away from it. <laughs> like the graphics suck. And so I don't want to hear about it or know anything about it or anything. And I'm like, I feel sad that as a cosplay photographer that I have to know about like the whistles and, and stuff like that. I'm like, <laughs> the game looks like garbage and I don't want to know. About uh, it. I liked it. it. It's, it's one of those things that grow on you too. But I mean, if you don't like that type of, you don't like the cell shading type of art, it's like the idea that if I drink enough beer, I would like beer. No, <laughs> I'm still, never going to drink enough beer to like drink. beer. Like, <laughs> I'm never going to play enough Wind Waker to like Wind Waker. All right. So you guys can feel free to uh, throw in some other ones. But uh, the last little topic we had right here was we wanted to talk about the games that we would want that were not um, announced yet. And these ones were some... I pulled some some gems, I think. Okay. And uh, the first one was Legacy of Cain. I don't remember that. That's an old school vampire type game. Um, it was on the PlayStation. Um, if I Maybe if I showed you guys a picture... Uh, those who are listening, though, that know Legacy of Cain also know that this game needs to be redone. They are missing something here by not doing this game again. Uh, it was a very, like, PlayStation, I think PlayStation 1 era um, type of 3D game where you played as a, kind of like a vampire, would do vampirish you know, things. I, I played this game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, it was good. Which uh, one? They, they need to redo this game. Uh, I'm going to show... Frankie here real quick so he knows what we're talking about. Yep. Uh, polished by Square, uh, Square Enix, Crystal Dynamics. Um, these are all good names. There's there's cool stuff in this. Feel free to scroll, um, Frankie. A little bit RPG-ish. You can't I do level up your sword this. and stuff. So That was such a crazy yeah, can game. Can you imagine that game being remade now? Wow. Um, I'm going to skip the next one because I know Rich will be able to talk about this one at length and we're kind of running a little longer in our show today, but I just it's fun. Oh, you gotta do it. So we're gonna skip this one, but we're gonna go to Time Splitters. Do you remember Time Splitters? Can you imagine that game being remade in today's world? I would freak out. That game. That game was, was specifically so made fun. to have so many Easter eggs. In yes. It, yes. Yeah, so like now it's just like Easter egg game, games that are like made to be just like break the fourth wall or. or uh, and then have so many Easter eggs to other things. It's they're just great because the more that time goes on, guess what? We have more Easter eggs, more things to just pump into a game and make it. jokes about. You put Easter eggs in a game, I'm gonna try and find them. I'm not good at it, but I'll try and find them. There's, I would just like to see a lot more side scrollers. I just think side scrollers are fun in a way that first-person shooters like it's just not enjoyable There's, like it's a different type of game I, mean, I don't know when this happened it happened in the last few months but there is apparently a genre name for that now okay it's called metroidvania metroidvania okay metroidvania games yeah that's what they're calling them now hmm. there's a lot of games like that celeste um is one of those games i don't think none of us have talked about celeste yet celeste won all kinds of fucking awards hmm. last year and it is a side-scroller metroidvania okay. type game and i need to look into it because apparently the soundtrack is to die for everything about that game was amazing so i need to look into it so i'd like to see any of the old uh games like king's quest any of the like where uh point and click adventure games ultima uh not ultimate <laughs> um no i don't think so <laughs> nah. um so the point and click adventure games were, were basically they took the old muds which were like type go north yeah look around oh you see the flashlight pick up flashlight they took those, and then Sierra turned them into the point-and-click adventure games like uh, Larry the Sex Game. Uh, Leisure Suit Larry. Leisure Suit Larry. Um, 
the Legend of King's Quest, Legend of Monkey Island. No, what's uh, yeah, Monkey Island is one. Um, They had a Legend. They had a Star Trek game. Take almost any of those games and remake it for VR. And so now, Hmm. instead of pointing and clicking, you're walking over and you're picking up the thing. (laughs) That would be fun. And so you've already got the story. You can already, you know, you got you can kind of explore these things, but just make it in in a VR world. Uh, two more games we have on our list. The next one was Destroy All Humans. Mm. I could definitely see that game being remade. Uh, and a lot of people are are into that gameplay type still, where you're playing as the bad guy and you're just destroying yeah. as much stuff as you can. I, I think that's fun. I mean, I, I like most of those games where it's just wanton destruction. Um, what, what's uh, I like. Uh, Burnout Revenge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Where you just crashing cars. Just crashing cars. I like, yeah. yeah, those are those fun. fun. Carmageddon was another one that was yeah. like that. Uh, you just... A game that Happy I, Wheels. That I want remade or like to bring back, but could be... So like, it's just, there's so much more that could be brought into it now is like Boulder's Gate. Do you guys remember? Yeah, I remember Boulder's Gate. Okay, you're talking about, uh, there's, there's a couple different ones, side-scrollers, mm-hmm. and then there's also the six characters that you um, control top-down. So which which one are you thinking about? Or it's kind of... They're, uh, they're all named Boulder's Gate, so it's just which Boulder's one Boulder's Gate or like uh, Champions of Norrath, kind of like that. I do remember seeing that, yeah. I know what you're talking about. It, that's... Um, it's kind of like uh, the old school um, gauntlet, gauntlet Skyrim type thing. St- yeah, stuff like that because I, I like, but now we could make it to where. But then people are just going to argue. Didn't they make Skyrim already? And didn't they make Elder Scrolls Six? Well, I'm saying like you can make a game to where it's like a story, but uh, kind of make it like where your friends can join. You can invite your friends to go on this conquest and you guys continue a story together. Elder Scrolls Online. Yeah. <laughs> but s- simplify it. Simplify yeah, it to yeah. where it's only, you can only go through the game with a party of four so or like a party of six. They won't do that. I, uh, so for whatever reason, basically money, um, they intentionally will not give that to you hmm. because they feel like making a co-op game they cannot upsell people whereas a infinite play game and and they have to provide story and they don't want to hire writers writers are expensive and they're complicated to write those those branching storylines so they you have to find some way to put microtransactions into these games yeah so that's the new characters that's true there is no way that a four-person cooperative Skyrim is comparable to Elder Scrolls Online. Those games have nothing to do with each other. They're like one is we fired all the writers and we kept one and we wrote like some vague, cheap garbage writer, you know, writing. That's how you end up with Mass Effect Andromeda. That's yeah. Like, so they won't give it to you. I want it. And every time I say I refuse to play, you know, such and such destiny, knockoff game I'm saying I will ex- I will totally purchase the heck out of a co-op game but they don't give you a co-op game yep. it's got to be multiplayer I don't want multiplayer I want co-op they're two different things alright Rich last game on this list I don't know if you looked at it yet or if you peeked but I know you got something to say about this one Parasite Eve I thought you were going to say Wizards and Warriors <laughs> Parasite Eve I think is a game that 
especially with the the success of Resident Evil 2 being remade yeah. and, and being done. Parasite Eve needs to come it, back. It would be amazing. Oh, my goodness. Can you imagine Those Parasite rats. Eve? <laughs> um, they did try to do something-ish. What was the... Uh, there was another game, Parasite Eve. I don't know. It's kind of like a sequel. I think it was a sequel, actually. Maybe it was a direct sequel. There was a sequel. There was a direct sequel to Parasite Eve. Do you remember what it was called? That's no. what I can remember. Um, but they tried to do that. And oh wow, okay, autocorrect and uh, Google autocorrect. The first thing I typed in when I typed in parasites is parasites and poop. Interesting. That's your phone. <laughs> I didn't type that in. It's just sure. the, it's the first one that comes up. Oh, the third birthday. That's what it's called. So there's Parasite Eve three, the third birthday. Uh, they, it seemed like they attempted to try and do something with this one, and it didn't. It didn't. That was go. 2010. That was eight, you know nine years ago. But 95 percent of people like the game, so yeah. I don't know. So I would love to see Parasite Eve. Uh, Parasite Eve, it had this whole weird thing that um, our mitochondria were in, like, they're sentient, right? Because yeah. effectively, you know, a millennia ago, our ancestor life forms engulfed another um, bacteria. And that's how mitochondria came to be so mitochondria is like this other life form that we absorbed and so some like the japanese love weird things like that and really dive deep and it was super cool not I not to be confused by mitochlorians not mitochlorians <laughs> mitochondria powerhouse of the cell yeah yes <laughs> which are powerhouse <laughs> of the jedi yes everybody said it in their head i know they did well um yeah everything about that game the soundtrack too i, I remember the soundtrack being amazing um it was a split between, I guess you could say it was like a Final Fantasy type game with Resident Evil type themes. Because hmm. it was like an RPG, but it was also like Resident Evil. Yeah, yeah. So it was very strange, but very awesome to play. I would love to see that game come back. Yeah. All right. Uh, if you're fans of the show, you know the very end of our show. We always have the uh, poll question of the week. And before we give you the poll question of the week, we got to tell you the results of last week's, which... I feel like it's not a surprise from anyone. Last week, we asked who would win in a fight, Shaggy or Saitama from One Punch Man, and Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. And if you're keeping up with the memes, Shaggy won. He only won by 5%, though. It was 55% to 45%. So it was a close fight. But apparently Shaggy can just... He just had... He was like... He could just use... Your one punch against my one... My one, point one zero zero percent is not enough, Saitama. Uh, you have I'm, much to learn, but yes. you were far ahead above everybody else. I am super happy when people take place in these polls. That makes me happy to see that uh, you guys are liking what we're doing. So we thought we'd give you another hard one this week. And I don't even know how we came up with this one. Um, who's better at hide and seek? Solid Snake or Where's Waldo? <laughs> that motherfucker was hiding everywhere. Uh, I'm excited to see what the results of this one is going to be. There's, there's, he, they're both pretty good. I mean, I don't know. Cardboard Box versus the Striped Suit. One has like 30 years of history and, and <laughs> one has like 20 years of history. One so. has a striped suit, one has a cardboard box. Who wins? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and with that, guys, we're done with the show today. Uh, check back with us next week. If you like what we do, check uh, follow us on the YouTube channel. Subscribe to us on the Patreon. It's all there. You know, you know the links. Um, yeah. Have a good day. Bye, guys. Bye.